0: Welcome to the Mind Virus Podcast.
1: We should count down five, four. Three, two. How come they never say two or one? I just that's made a to, faux pas uh, saying two, didn't well, I? And,
2: yeah, and, and they do that because... It's like movie parlance. It's like a special know, language. will say five, four, and then they'll go three, two, one with their fingers. So it's sign language. That's, that's to, for the people that's that are so deaf. They have, that's so that the editor has a little bit of space to work with. Right at the beginning, a little empty space. If yeah. he needs to adjust something.
1: Yeah, but see, we're doing that in its radio, so I never know when we get to three, two, and one. You just that's oh, why I'm they gonna do. Give, that's why I'm they gonna do give it a with five count. So five, four. Yeah, but this is radio, Bobby. Right. The, that's why I did I it.
2: Can't with my hands. <laughs> I can't see anything. I. You can't. can see me. No, I. I took down the plexiglass. Well. Separating. I us. thought we, were,
1: we were, Yeah, that's right. We were not in separate rooms. <laughs> now, this is interesting because Bobby has recovered from COVID. You tested positive, right? Like, dear listeners, we we I can were neither no, confirm nor deny. We did not want to scare you. We did not want to um, ruin your week, make you worry about Mister Flood and his family and everything. But it turns out they scored positive on the COVID test. At least one of them.
2: The home test. The home test.
1: Yeah, now, I hear that those are at least as reliable, if not more or less than reliable, the other
2: tests, which yeah, is, who, means
1: you probably should wear a mask and social distance we, while in the shower.
2: We have been. Oh, good. We have been. Okay. But we uh, we got better. <laughs> she, she turned me into a newt. I got better. This I've been I've been coughing for like the last month on these episodes. How did it turn into COVID? These cough, this cough I have is I think something I it's becoming perennial, and I think it has to do with dry, cold air and not being actually sick. But I don't know where I got it from. I have a few theories because I traveled. I traveled to that sunny, free state that we've, we you hear about in the news. South Africa. No. <laughs> okay. Sorry. No. <laughs> It is sunny in South Africa. I'm not it is right now. Sure yeah, free, right? So, and we were in crowded places where everyone was masked. I think I got it from my mask, just breathing into my own mask for a week. That's
1: a possibility,
2: because I had to wear a mask more in that week than I have over the previous like eighteen months.
1: It probably created the terrain conditions for your body to react to that. Virus that's been around for a long time
2: Maybe I don't know Maybe Or I got it from I think it's just that my Immoral lifestyle Finally caught up to me Oh no, you've been you know, carousing At no, the BYU games No masks No social up distancing up on I mean I, I I live recklessly I shake people's hands Jordan I shake people's hands uh,
1: Sorry hold on <gasps> <laughs> And I couldn't really do A very audible gasp there <gasps>
2: the humanity
1: anyway who knows right who knows well I am surprised because I, I was we were chatting um, animatedly you were coughing in my general direction
2: I was covered and in my well,
1: coughs I w- can't say that every I mean I think I made you <laughs> laugh a few times and there was an involved <coughs> splatter um i was i i I have the tendency to spit i think more than bobby while speaking if you know me personally you know that's a problem jordan's just spitting the truth truth right out (laughs) yeah spitting things all over the other guy and anyway we were in close proximity for a good hour and a half i think while you had it right and you know you had it because not only did you test positive but you have the sense of taste and smell problem. Yeah, I
2: didn't know I had it then.
1: I asked which variant it was, which scariant, whether it was the Delta Kappa Lambda Minuke, C Omicron P, Omicron, yeah. p, whatever, Rho Sigma Tau, <laughs> Upsilon variant, and he goes, no, it was the OG variant. Yeah, I think it was.
2: But I didn't know I had it then when we recorded last. For
1: our, for our older listeners, this is something I had to learn while my children were in, were in high school. OG stands for original gangster.
2: Yeah, and it's become co- sort of a slang for original or old school.
1: But it stands for original gangster. Yeah. Everyone get that in your heads if you I, hear it. OG means <laughs> OG means <coughs>
2: original gangster. I think I'm trying to remember where it was coined. I think it was coined by one of these '90s rappers like Snoop Dogg or uh, um, Dr. Dre or something. It might be worth. Looking that up, but I'll look it up. I don't know if it's worth it. I just wanted to point out. We'll
1: link to right off the bat. I don't think this is what we're going to talk about today. But there was a uh, another study that found that natural immunity protects better than the infectious Pfizer vaccine. Wait a minute, (laughs) protects better against infection than the Pfizer vaccine. I I think it just had a Freudian slip there. (laughs) But uh, yeah, if you. are vaccinated and haven't ever been exposed. It looks like you you uh, still might get the virus. I think we've talked about that before.
2: It's a simple abbreviation that used to mean original gangster. It has been further co-opted to simply mean original or old school. Well, I, I unknowingly quoted that almost verbatim. Is this ago. the urban dictionary? This is that's that's quoting urban dictionary, yeah. And how then, can we trust that dictionary? Well, you can't. Okay. Rapper Ice T definitely didn't invent the terminology, <laughs> but he <laughs> might be the first person you reference. That's funny how now, yeah. So who
1: invented it? Well, so and so definitely didn't.
2: Terminology. I did, did I say technology? Terminology. No, you said terminology. Okay. No, I don't know. I don't want to roll the tape back, so I didn't He's got a song called OG Original Gangster where he says, I ain't no superhero. I ain't no Marvel comic. But when it comes to game, I'm atomic. At dropping it straight, point blank and untwisted. No imagination needed because I lived it. This ain't no bleeping joke. This bleep is real to me. I'm Ice-T OG. Can you do that again but with a Fauci <laughs>
1: voice? <laughs> with the no, not, it's not a Fauci voice. The Watu, uh, come on, oh, come man. on, work on, come Which on. I
2: can't even remember what he sounds like right now. <clears throat> so wait, so my my Cuomo Do voice. voice. Has been... Do it with a voice.
1: Do it with a voice.
2: All right, the whole thing. Part of it. I ain't no superhero. I ain't no Marvel comic. But when it comes to game, I'm atomic. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh boy. <laughs> All right. It's pretty good. Just what the just what our listeners tune into. Okay, tune in for. How long
1: have we been going here?
2: Seven minutes thirty-five I think, seconds. I
1: think our subconscious strategy is to make sure that only the loyal listeners, the ones that listen long, really actually ever find out what the podcast is really about. <laughs> like we talk and we try to tire out the the casual.
2: Oh, well, the casuals long been tired out. The, Well, I mean sometimes people people kind of
1: fifty (laughs) three. Yeah, sometimes people find us just randomly, I think.
2: It is Tuesday, December fourteenth, by the way. Yeah. So we've been doing this for over a year now. We are the OGs. I didn't I didn't I wasn't able to record yesterday. You know, often we record on Mondays, but I went elk hunting one last time yesterday. Did you get anything? No, it got cold. Oh. But uh, you know the extended archery hunt goes all the way into December. So. Holy cow! <coughs> you but got to limit it. You're limited in where you can go. You got to really, really, be OG to uh, well, want to drag an elk through the snow. We we got into this area and, and it was really steep, and we were like, even if we find the elk, what then? exactly that's what i'm saying so who's
1: this we that's going out just with just a, a friend okay so somebody crazy like you mm-hmm. this is your one friend
2: it's it's one of the it's one in the
1: in one in the triangle yeah this is it's turning into more like a pentagon sounds like because this isn't the same friend that's on the, the original
2: line no it, it it's sort of somebody like it's a, it, it's, some, a do, it's a dodecahedron a dodecahedron of a dotted of acqua- a acquaintances. line Yeah.
1: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, so anyway, yeah, we like to make sure that we only have the loyal listeners left when we, that was like automatopia, right? Loyal listeners left. When we finally get to the subject matter of the podcast, sometimes we have to unwind the tangents. And I know we've kept a few people on the line, seeing how we, There, some of the people are like, hey, I don't know if these guys are ever going to recover from this tangent. And then We do, and then they go, Oh, yeah, I think I might want to listen a little more to the Mind Virus podcast.
2: They can stay on track, sort of. But today (laughs) stay on track like those new trackless Disney rides. (laughs) Those go anywhere and everywhere just based on the programming. Do they? Yeah. I'm I'm avoiding
1: I'm avoiding Disney World and Disneyland because of their uh, general price. The cost, yeah. The cost is astronomical. And the fact, the fact that they destroyed the public domain—that's my big. Yeah. And the the a, fact a lot that of it's their, a false
2: reality. A lot of those princess stories came from the public domain. They
1: were oh, they're ep- they're epic. They they steal from the grim fairy tales and everybody else's fairy tales, but then they have destroyed the public domain. I got to find the. There's an article entitled "The Mouse That Ate the Public Domain."
2: Yeah, I think we've referenced that before. But yeah, they have these new rides now that are actually, they're pretty cool. Like the, the Star Wars, uh, speaking of destroying things, but the Star Wars ride down a
1: self-driving car.
2: Well, kind of, but you're in a little car, like it's a little four man thing or whatever. And it goes through just kind of like the traditional rides where you go through and there's all the dioramas and the Mm. models and the, but they're trackless. Which means that they can alter the ride as needed if, if something's broken down or they can, but they can change it. They can say, you know, this time let's have them instead of going right, let's have them go left. Mm. And so you look down on the floor and it's just a smooth floor. looks like the floor of a, of a grocery store or something. And these things move and it's a cool technology. It's, it's Bluetooth, magnets, and Wi-Fi that they used to do it. So it breaks down a lot. And I guess, because we had some insight when we were there, there's a there's a Mickey's there's a Mickey's ride, like a, an old school Mickey and Minnie Mouse ride with it's like the the Mickey and Minnie from
1: hence the public domain is destroyed.
2: <laughs> and then there's
1: because <laughs> see every time it's a, it's every time that Disney's uh, Mickey Mouse comes up for renewal that they get these they they bribe these senators right to extend the law.
2: And then you've got the Star Wars ride. And they're both running this trackless system, and their signals will cross sometimes, apparently. And they will mess each other up. Ah. But anyway, it's a new technology for these rides, and it's kind of like our podcast. They are trackless. So we don't stay on track because we're trackless. Do you see how I brought that right back yeah. around? I just ima-
1: Yeah, it took me a minute because I was imagining a, uh, the plot to a movie where somebody goes into Disneyland and takes over the ride. Yeah, they could a like terrorist, ha- hack A terrorist it. hacks in and the cars are crashing into each other, moms are screaming and little <laughs> kids are jumping out and running for their lives. Yeah. And the dioramas fall down and no. Nah!
2: They've also got this new technology where like the on the animatronic people they they project their faces onto the thing. They're
1: like deep fake animatronics?
2: Yeah, they're they're, they're kind of weird. Oh, that could be hacked too. Yeah. Put your own face on there. Uh I don't think I'd want to do that.
1: Nobody would ever listen to the Mind Virus podcast again.
2: Might be a little self-incriminating if you put your own yeah. face on there.
1: But yeah, word to the terrorists out
2: there. Don't put your own face on Anna and Elsa.
1: Stop blowing yourselves up. <laughs> right.
2: Well, what were we going to talk about today? Today we're going to do our review episode, right? We were going to review our predictions, predictions from a year ago.
1: So if you haven't been paying attention... You can go back to the mindvirus.show website, that's mindvirus.show on page five, it's episode four, part one and part two. We got snookered into making two, two parts of that episode because somebody didn't like the length. One yes. of the early listeners, and I don't think that guy listens anymore. Shame on you!
2: Well, we didn't ever. Friend. We didn't. We, we didn't uh, shorten our episode, so maybe maybe that's why. Maybe he meant everyone what he else. Said.
1: He was the odd man out. This was January 5th. We made a bunch of predictions.
2: And we we uh, we made a note of saying, "Hey, we're doing this before this big rally planned tomorrow on January 6th at the Capitol, because we talked a little bit about what we thought that would." That was our first... Turned into. Yeah, I listened... Uh,
1: you re-listened to these, yeah, right? Yeah. I re-listened to these also. And we did do a lot of rambling and talking and tangentizing, as is our uh, tendency. But we hit a bunch of what we think are important topics. And so we're going to go through that. And we spent a lot of time on the the unwinding and the wrap-up of the election. Because it was... At the time, it was... Becoming increasingly clear that Joe Biden was going to be officially installed as the president, but there was still this this lingering chance that you know with all the election fraud and all the upheaval that there might might something weird might happen and something yeah. did happen on January
2: 6th. Yeah, not what not what not what we expected, you, but not what we were expecting then and not what you've been told happened.
1: Right. So uh just reading through the notes here, uh in part one, I ask, who's gonna be the next president? And both of us correctly predicted Joe Biden. The actor
0: <laughs> Wait, sorry, that's part of the future. <laughs>
1: yes, the actor. No, no, the geriatric, <laughs> the dementia demented uh nursing home patient that has, has somehow been installed as President of the United States. Yeah, I think by that, that
2: point last year, we were both kind of realizing any, any legitimate challenge to the election results is not going to see the light of day. You might be out there thinking, that's because there was no legitimate challenge to the election. and We could argue that, but by then, by January, we were saying, this isn't going to happen. I think the best... The best chance for that was that Texas lawsuit, which had like 20-something other states joined. And the Supreme Court just said, And it nah, just never saw the light of day.
1: No, we don't care about you. This is not an issue of national importance.
2: Yeah, the integrity of our presidential elections is not a an important matter.
1: Right. The uh, Trump appointees proved that they were not loyal to Trump.
2: Well, they proved they are not loyal to what people thought they were loyal to, which is the law, which is... The constitution. Right. They proved to be easily swayed or bought or cowered. Cowed. They proved
1: that they were loyal to the oligarchy.
2: Right. Yeah. And immediately, immediately proved that. Like they were sitting on their chair for 15 minutes.
1: Yeah. So this, this episode actually kind of doubles as our year in review episode. So feel free, Bobby. I just want to make, make you feel comfortable here. I mean, I will not be upset if you talk about things that were not on our predictions list because sure, sure. we've decided not to do a year in the re- re- a year in review because we've kind of been reviewing the year as we go
2: right don't you think i think one of the reasons we did a year in review we last time is we just started and 2020 was such an odd year oh yeah 2021 was odd but maybe not quite as 21. i mean by, by our new standards 2021 was pretty normal 21 the was the normal.
1: 21 was the sticky note follow up to 2020. We we like to look at things in these arbitrary chunks like years, but the oligarchy and forces at work here in this world move in different right chunks of time. They they look at things a little differently. Like what tw- 20 2001 through 2019 was essentially the war on terror.
2: Yeah.
1: And what one of, one of the things that happened during 2021 that we didn't predict was the Afghanistan withdrawal debacle right that was interesting but you can kind of see how and we've talked about this i think i think it was episode 8 where i outlined how the the oligarchy the rulers of this world the true ruling powers of this world have been moving in a pump and dump fashion from the '80s to 2001, where they were working really heavily on the war on drugs, and then, you know, making a lot of money on that the the uh, privatized crimin, uh the privatized prison system, et cetera. We talked about Catherine Austin Fitz's big expose at mm-hmm. dylanreedandco.com. And then there was this twenty year period, roughly, where they were pump and dumping the security state apparatus with the war on terror. And now the pump and dump is clearly the medical security state and sort of an add-on to that. Throw in yeah, a little it's war. The, it's throw the war on a, people. Yeah, the war on people. <laughs> yeah. So so we've had uh, a real quick baptism by fire, if you will, relative to that in 2020, 2021. And so anyway, it's really not, I don't know we need to do a review on yeah. the whole thing, but January 6th, was a big deal. If I was to write a book on the last two years for 2020, I would call it perverse incentives because that's how they've been able to pump up the whole hysteria, the fear over coronavirus is to create perverse incentives. They give people money to find it. They give people money to test for it. They give people money when they get it. They give people money when the, the, they give the hospitals money to find it, they give the hospitals money to give out remdesivir, and they give the hospitals money to put people on ventilators. And if you find dead people that have it, you get money.
2: That, everybody gets money if they find coronavirus. I read a, a story, or I read the, a bit of the story. A former NFL player was arrested for CARES Act fraud. He, his business <laughs> fraudulently a business. claimed like a, a $1.2 million. And I thought, okay. Now do the rest of the CARES money. Because <laughs> you think that these hospitals are, and it, it, you know, if you, you could go through, and one time I did this, because I was curious, you can go through your state and your county and you can see all the businesses and how much money they got from CARES. Back when CARES, I don't even know if CARES is still in effect, the CARES Act, which is basically just free money.
1: I think there's a lot of cares going on. Yeah. But
2: there was dentists were getting it. Chiropractors were getting money. Doctors. State, there were there was, yeah, there was, there was, was dozens there of There were businesses. breakdowns by
1: state to see how many state governments were getting what kind of money. And, and uh, we identified Utah as sort of a major hub where we were getting a disproportionate amount of money because they were running a lot of the testing stuff through, but through you can, this state of secret there's combination. There's just it's, no
2: way. There's no way that all of those were... On the up and up. And let's not forget, too, that we were told that this money was to help hospitals accommodate big crowds of sick people. And yet, you know, a year later, they're still saying, oh, the hospitals are overwhelmed. Cause we got a lot of federal fake money. And instead of building more beds, we fired a lot of people. They're not overwhelmed either. No, because you can go and check that, too. Yeah. Anyway. But, like, what, 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 <laughs> just, I'm but, sure... I'm sure the listeners
1: of the the podcast have noticed that anytime Congress passes a big bill, they name it the exact opposite of what it is. Yeah, like the CARES Act is the F U America yeah. Act, Affordable Care Act, <laughs> Has, yeah, is the Patriot Act. Okay, so the Affordable Care Act—that's a good one. That's a good one. Like <laughs> that was—it's tw- <laughs> in the name. <laughs> well, a good of course, one. it's affordable. No, that is funny because like everyone remembers 2014 and how much they were paying for health insurance back then. Everyone, everyone remembers what uh certain procedures cost and drugs and stuff okay come on like is anyone can we even buy medical care like i'm trying to i think we have to figure out how to deal with not going to hospitals and doctors because who can afford it
2: right who can afford it well Nobody can, really. That's why you have insurance, but the insurance is a big racket nowadays. Well, who can afford the insurance? It's right. not,
1: if, that's why you have to get a job, so right. you can get insurance, because you can't afford it, because it's a couple grand a month now.
2: Yeah, buying insurance unless as an independent- Unless you're yeah. getting subsidized. Right. But subsidies are just other people being forced to pay for things. Perverse incentives. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're making
1: the money up. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, so January sixth, we keep we keep getting off of this. Uh, yeah, this well, what big what, reveal did
2: we say, here. what did we say in our in an attempt to keep us on track, our trackless track? What did we say about the rally? Well, in we our thought podcast? we figured
1: we figured that. Okay, I'll be the I'll be the reporter because we made here. a big deal. I'm, I'm Remember, the court reporter. We,
2: we made a big deal. We're like we're recording. I think we recorded early because we're like there's this we wanted big to rally make sure tomorrow. that we got to
1: predict. <laughs> we we wanted to make sure we got to make predictions on this and we're building up because dun 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 we were right we were right in a lot sort of ways in a lot in a lot of ways nobody predicted exactly what was going to happen but see i was telling you the names of my books for 2020 and 2021 the name of the book for 2021 would be censorship yeah and this kicked it off big time Right. The the What happened on January 6th was an excuse to censor everybody, to censor half of the country or two-thirds of the country. January 6th, I'll just read the notes here. One of the questions I was asking was, how many people are going to attend this thing? And Bobby's like, a million. There's going to be fringe violence. It'll be called a super spreader event, right? That's yeah. what you said. I said, massive waves of people. The news will report 100 people showed up. Yeah. I was kind of wrong about that. They actually did show... The size they, they they underreported the size of the rally, but they did show. But I think some big. I think groups too of people. in
2: the way they ended up reporting it, calling it an insurrection and things. It it played to their advantage to show a big crowd, say, look how many, yeah, people tried to overthrow the country.
1: But then I think I can't remember whether it was you or me. I think it was you that mentioned first the Antifa, agent provocateurs, or whether that we we called them Antifa. Yeah. But uh, you said, quote, dressed up like Trump supporters, or I did. I can't I can't I didn't note who said this. Right. But we said the words false flag. Yeah. And that is exactly 100 percent unequivocally what happened on January 6th. We're not pulling I'm not pulling a punch right here. It has become perfectly clear. I mean, we got people that are still
2: in jail for trespassing, being
1: held without bail in the nation's capital. These are political prisoners.
2: They really are. And there's finally some (coughs) attention being paid to that, but not much. I mean, if you reverse the scenario and and these were left wing, you know, uh, protesters and Trump was holding them like this, the, the outrage would be off the charts and and justifiably so you have prisoners being held without bail with not only without bail but in bad conditions not even they're not able to talk to a lawyer they're not able to talk to family members there's reports of like solitary confinement and being with you know basically like basically they're like uh Hostages. they've been treated Prisoners of they're war. being treated
1: like Julian Assange by the way which is big news we haven't covered Assange much but uh, his attempts to avoid getting extradited to the United States have been destroyed by yeah. the the British court system they're going to they're going to extradite him and the man's crime was embarrassing the military industrial establishment that was his crime he's yeah. the guy that they're mad at him because he brought to light the fact that our certain bad elements in the military had an incredible disregard for human life. They're just shooting people up from miles away in their helicopters and calling it bug splat, and there's all kinds of collateral damage. And, you know, he he exposed some of the horrors of this uh, war on terror and basically helped turn the narrative, you know, about 10 years ago.
2: He did. And he, uh, you know, and you don't, you don't embarrass the oligarchy without,
1: without repercussions, <laughs> without consequence. I mean, like, seri- like they brought to light serious Nuremberg-style offenses—the types of things that got the Nazis locked away for life at Nuremberg after the war.
2: They also embarrassed the Clinton family specifically. Yeah, not he specifically, but WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks, it's a, it's which is his, member, his organization. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, he's. He's gonna. I don't know that he'll ever. He may not survive prison, and you know. I think that's that the point. Health is deteriorating quickly. That's the and, point. Is is
1: right? Look, look at what happens if you embarrass us, and that that is uh being emphasized with the way they're treating the January sixth people, because that was a huge embarrassment to have this orderly crowd proceeding through the the Capitol after the agent provocateurs broke the windows. Now we, we linked to, if you want to go way back, it's probably episode five or six, we linked to, uh, a firsthand account from a guy that teaches at the Naval college, the postgraduate Naval college. He was there and he identified four different groups. His specialty is uh, essentially this his, his specialty is like identifying propaganda anti-governmental right. movements you know he this is the guy that would know he he said he watched these people who were dressed up as Trump supporters come in in an orderly fashion organize the crowd try to get the press going try to cause they wanted to cause a bigger riot they they really did want to cause a bigger riot but they were unable to and so that's why you have all this video of these people being orderly or orderly walking yeah. through the Capitol, respecting the the little velvet ropes well, well and then there's a lot of other um well, you footage can, of the of the few provocateurs and the the the, the that agitating element that got guy, in
2: there's the guy i can't remember his name now epps is it ray epps something like that where well, he's out there fright the friday night before telling people we got to go into the capitol and then on the, on that day that morning of january 6th he's He's agitating people and, and pushing them towards the the Capitol. It's his idea to even go to the Capitol, and he sort of rallied a bunch. And I'm he's one of these these people that I think that professor was referring to. Then you have the the Buffalo hat guy who was literally escorted into the Senate chambers, escorted by Capitol Police and a throng of photographers. They got what they needed, and now he's being thrown in jail for three years. Oh, that guy! They got a lot of mileage out of that guy. Guy's name is
1: Michael Waller. He says covert cadre. What I saw leading up to the U.S. Capitol attack, and again, this is this is a guy that. Uh, let me read his. Let me read his bio senior analyst for strategy at the Center for Security Policy. His areas of concentration are propaganda, political warfare, psychological warfare, and subversion. He is the former Walter and Lenore Annenberg, professor of international communication at the Institute of World Politics, a graduate school in Washington, D.C., a former instructor at the Naval Postgraduate School. He's an instructor lecturer at the JFK Special Warfare Center and school. At Fort Bragg, he holds a PhD in international security affairs from the university. Uh, I don't know how you could have a a more credentialed, as per the world standards, right. guy stand. He like he was right there by the Capitol. He says he was watching it from afar, meaning a few hundred yards or 100 yards or something like that and he's not getting involved but he's kind of I'm imagining him up on the steps of one of those buildings right there by the mm-hmm. by the Capitol watching the people milling around who's who doing what who's, who's what he waited he, he waited to watch any news until he had written down what he saw his article is perhaps one of the most relevant articles this this millennium Did you for ever what's see going on
2: did you ever see Tucker Tucker Carlson did a January 6th kind of documentary, but I never saw it. Did you see it? No, I never saw that. I don't know if that's worth looking at. He also, I guess, did one. He had a reporter embedded with Kyle Rittenhouse. I haven't seen that one either, but, but yeah, January 6th was we'll, a big setup. We'll try to find the Tucker Carlson I think one. That was our main takeaway is that in our little prediction was that this is going to be a setup for something bad and... And it was we you know we we didn't come out and say, "Hey, warning, warning,"
1: but we postulated that that's what yeah. might happen here, and it did, and it was a false flag, but it was w- what's interesting is how they were able to involve the mass the the million people in as extras in this false flag movie right. and and that's what they did with nine eleven that's what they did with all the you know all the poor uh I I I'm I saying that the wrong way. We have we have some very heroic people in the military, but these poor guys that that went out and they were duped pa- into, patriotically jumped into the war on terror.
2: A like, little bit duped. I, again, I don't want to.
1: The poster child for this one is. I don't want to
2: under, understate or we all yeah, get duped. there's a lot of people who everyone went with, everyone
1: gets the world everyone gets the world pulled over their eyes so this is not a this is not a thing that you should you should a lot of people were join
2: the military to go fight in Iraq and Afghanistan for noble good reasons and because
1: they're noble in heart
2: because right. they're good people okay right. but but like Pat Tillman the
1: guy that was a linebacker i think for the Arizona Cardinals mm-hmm. NFL star He felt so strongly about it. He quit his job and went and joined special forces. He quit his highly paid superstar NFL star job to go become like an army ranger. And they shot him. He friendly, like there's a documentary on this called the Pat Tillman story that you got to check out. If you don't, if you haven't heard of this guy, he's a true Patriot. He found out, you know, he gets over there and he realizes it's not what everybody thought starts talking about it. And then they end up killing him. Friendly fire.
2: Friendly fire. Yeah, what a term. <laughs> yeah, bullets. It doesn't matter what gun a bullet comes from; it's still going to kill you. It's not friendly.
1: Yeah, but it's pretty. It's pretty clear from the <laughs>
2: what they tried to do is make it sound evidence. like an accident. Yeah, like, nobody. Like he got caught in crossfire yeah. or friendly fire. I don't no, think that's the case. No,
1: nobody got nobody got in trouble for this. But the people around it, I, it look. If I think wo- he was once you see a, a conspiracy, you you can. I mean. I, there may not be enough evidence to throw people in jail over this, but come on.
2: It was sort of like when David sent uh, what's his name to the front Uriah, lines. Uriah,
1: yeah, uh, his, the husband of Bathsheba.
2: Right. The Pat Tillman was put into a situation and soft, it was, I'm quoting. It air was quotes, worse than that. Assassinated. It was worse than that. It they was. killed him. They killed.
1: Th- that's the thing is they they think they killed him dead. I mean, they were yelling. He he. The the report of the kid that was with him is like he's standing up yelling at the guys up the hill. I'm effing Pat Tillman. Stop. So in English he's telling, and they get shot. Right. So oh, we couldn't hear you over the gunfire, which is a possibility. But come on, that the the way it was set up. If you watch the documentary, I think that you'll potentially agree. You know. Anyway, we're we're in a weird place here not that, that's what i'm saying is that the the controlling class has been really effective with their mind games that people are now being involved in the in the movie script to a high degree and they don't understand it and so so january 6th was evidence of that but the, but the bigger movie script that we're involved in of course is this coronavirus thing and people are definitely involved in that we've got a lot of true believers Although I think uh, I think the True Believer crowd is dwindling the longer this goes on.
2: It definitely is. I mean, there's there's more and more people are starting to say, okay, "WTF? This, this doesn't make any sense. And that's a good thing. Unfortunately, it's taken far too long. And I still think there's too many people saying, Oh, mistakes were made.
1: All right, We put up with a lot. We put up with a lot. And a lot of people do make excuses for the establishment. They make excuses for... For our leaders all the time, saying, "Well, they're well-meaning, but they made mistakes." They're
2: good-hearted, but stupid. It's like, well, they're stupid.
1: They shouldn't be in government if they are.
2: But they're not good-hearted.
1: Yeah, and we've we've talked about this before in the "Signs You're Dating a Psychopath" episode. These people, these sociopaths and psychopaths, they rise to the top. It's like three to five percent of the population. So that means there's a ton, a ton, millions of psychopaths running around or sociopaths in America.
2: I saw a picture recently, and I, I think it came out of Australia where there's been a lot of a lot of covid tyranny and a lot of pushback finally but this picture showed a huge crowd and in the middle of the crowd there's about 20 policemen completely surrounded by the by the masses mm. and someone captioned it it said something like like uh it said everybody put your hands up you're all under arrest and it was like sorry we outnumber you cops <laughs> we're not going to comply anymore and I thought it was a powerful image. Do you have that somewhere? I could try to find it.
1: We got to find that for the, the listeners.
2: <coughs> so,
1: because those guys, there's tons of horrific images of them grabbing people, running them over with horses. Be- beating them. Beating them.
2: Ba- you know, their batons and tasing yeah. them. And, you know, some old, like elderly people, like people in their 60s and 70s and, then and forcing 80s. then masks
1: on them. It's just, it's really sick. It it makes you, it makes you get this visceral reaction in your gut. Like, ah makes you want to fight. But uh, yeah, January 6th, I think, we, I think we were on the right track there. I'm not going to say we predicted that entirely, but I think we had a pretty good handle on it. I mean, we used the words dressed up like Trump supporters, quote, false flags, although we pointed out that the false flag had already occurred. We, we've had a lot of false flag attacks. <laughs> the whole Rus- Russian disinformation.
2: Yeah, there's thing, still, there's the, the still people, RussiaGate. People are still pushing, like Adam Schiff, the congressman from California, who should probably be in jail. Is still saying, Oh yeah, it was fake, but it was real." It's
1: like <laughs> he's either should be either in jail or in a mental institution.
2: Anyway, yeah, January sixth turned out to be a big debacle, and it 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 kicked off this domestic war on terror and. In, in, President Biden, a few days later in his inaugural speech, which I watched so you didn't have to, yes, spent, thank the whole, you. Almost the whole, spent the whole time talking about this threat of domestic terrorism.
1: Right. So yeah, we, moving on from- uh, Which there's been
2: no other incidents. You'd think if there was this big spirit of insurrection in the country and that the 79 million Trump voters were all angry insurrectionists, we would have had another incident we haven't had anything
1: we had the fed boys incident <laughs>
2: that was just fed boys <laughs> there've been a couple of rallies
1: almost entirely what uh, okay there's that one group the what do they call them the the
2: patriot it's called the yeah, patriot yeah, that, front or something that, where they've that, got
1: these guys they so march these guys looking, out in in uh, the the same like uniforms homemade
2: riot gear
1: it's like it's like right out of uh, the pilot episode of Greatest American Hero I told you I watched that A while back Right Right. Where they They had all these White supremacists Riding dune buggies But they're dressed With black paratrooper (laughs) pants And white shirts And they have their heads shaved And they all converge On this black FBI agent And shoot him While while the one girl Amongst them Who looks like a guy Because she's shaved her head And is wearing the same (laughs) clothes Gets out of her Dune buggy singing Onward Christian yeah, soldiers, it's it's like, oh my
2: gosh. I <laughs> watched that clip because I think we. I think we uh, oh, you watched the, it? Yeah. Okay. I think good. We linked so to that you can clip. share my. It's, it's amazing. My.
1: Uh, what's, what's the word? I can't even think of an adjective for this. My appalledness. <laughs> my
2: uh, well, and let's, awe, wonder uh, at the whole thing. And in, in, in related, you know, this last week we had Jesse Smollett, Smollett was found guilty. I had to pronounce
1: that Smollett. How does the rest of the world pronounce that? I have that? no idea. Okay.
2: But he was found guilty of a fake hate crime, you know, hoax. A fakery? And what was the actual charge? Wasting uh, the world's I think, time? I don't, I don't know. It was like lying to police or something. and Lying to everyone? Lying to everyone. And then, you know, there was a, I saw a montage of all of these celebrities who were just appalled. This is not, at the time, right? This is, this is, this has to stop in America. We are, America is Full of racists, racist and hateful. Who? What kind of country has people walking around with nooses in their pockets? And it's like, (laughs) and and remember, it very very quickly people started to doubt his story. It wasn't like it was this bombshell, like, oh, he was fake. It was all fake. Like, no, it was very quickly that, you know, sort of like the Bubba Wallace who who also tried to fake a, a hate crime with his. With the handle on his garage in this NASCAR garage.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to send you this meme here, but uh, I can't get any signal here in the bunker.
2: Yeah. Have you seen this one? I've seen. I've seen similar ones. It says everyone makes mis- everyone makes mistakes. Don't beat yourself up. It's a picture of Smollett. He has. See, that's funny because he beat himself up. Yeah. That. Well, that's what's so funny. Now you right. g- gave the punchline. Away. Well, I, well, it's radio, right? It's radio.
1: <laughs> okay. But it's, but it's not like this, this meme is showing him beating himself up. All you got to know is right. that it was ju- Juicy Smollett. That's, is that what right. they call him? Yeah, something like Jesse, that. Jesse, I, I don't it's even know.
2: J-U-S-S-I-E.
1: Don't beat yourself and, up. And,
2: uh, you know, the alleged, the, the alleged crime was these people came up to him and said, Hey, aren't you on that TV show, you blankety blank. This is MAGA country. In Illinois? Yeah, and it was two big Nigerian guys that he hired (laughs) to beat himself up. It's 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 really actually kind of sad that he was so desperate to kick his career off that he I think he was put up to it. There was someone who was pointing out that at the time you had this no this no accomplished senator named Kamala Harris, who was pushing a anti-lynching bill Mm. and needed something to stoke public fury against lynchings because you know lynchings are just <laughs> out of control oh yeah <laughs> and so there's some idea that because he had campaigned with her you know he's from california i guess or at least he's you know he's in hollywood so the idea was that she needed some something to stoke public fury and so sounds like a false put flag him up, put him up to this any rate. Right. So anyway, we we're, we're, we're off our track list. We get we track. get the we get
1: we get the January sixth thing. I think we're gonna give ourselves a check mark for that. We we we're gonna we were gonna talk about vote fraud. We didn't spend much time on that. And the uh, we talked about the, the rest of the world really didn't spend much time on that even though there's a few people still running it down and it looks like there was pretty significant evidence of voting fraud like well, uh, like
2: just just your own two eyes election, watching the watching the coverage yeah, live says there's evidence election
1: overturning voter fraud you know just look at Joe Biden right now and ask yourself 80 million votes 80 right. the mo- most of any the most enthusiastic election in our lifetimes was this last election
2: yeah yeah have you ever seen anybody i understand that we live in maga country but have you ever seen anybody with a with a biden bumper sticker or like a biden like a build back build back better hat or shirt
1: what you see is the remnants of the campaign you see people who still have the biden sticker but i think those are quickly getting removed there's
2: not many biden stickers what you had were stickers that said like Make America kind again. Oh, yeah. Stuff like that. You never, didn't see many... I still see Bernie Sanders... You should have said,
1: make the media kind again. <laughs> I mean... <laughs>
2: make the media honest again. Yeah. I well, still I see Bernie stickers around our neighborhood. And, and you know... I'd Biden be, has no following. There's no following for Biden. And, of course, we see... I still see Trump. I see Trump 2024 stuff nowadays. Oh, yeah. The point is... Here's my point, is that... Yes, make a point. ...certain candidates... I'm finally, after 53 episodes, (laughs) I got a point to make and I'm going to forget it. The point is... That's
1: my job, (laughs) to make Bobby forget his points.
2: The point is that certain candidates have enthusiastic followers and and fans and supporters like Trump had. You can't deny... Or actual followers. You can't deny that Trump has, has enthusiastic supporters, whether you like him or not. You can't deny that even Bernie Sanders has enthusiastic supporters. Ron Paul had enthusiastic supporters. Obama. Biden does not have that. He does not have that base of enthusiastic people. The people who voted for Biden were (laughs) voting for him because he was a Democrat, and that's what they always do, or they were voting against Trump. Anyway, we all know that now.
1: Yes. Well, no, but it's, I think it's good to emphasize that because it's very clear and that's the problem. The, it's the problem. It's been the problem all along that the reality, that, that there's a false reality, that the, there's a false narrative. And we've been talking about this. We've been talking about this for a long time. <coughs> the, there's the mainstream media out there trying to make 80% of us think that we're in the minority and that uh, 10% of the country, what, what 10% of the country actually believes is what 80% of the country What's the famous believes.
2: quote from the former CIA director that we'll know we've succeeded when...
1: When everything Americans believe is not true.
2: Yeah, basically. Yeah. You remember who, who it was that said that? I can't remember, but you can look that up. I can.
0: But
1: uh, it's hard to look it up while you're running. We need like a producer. So yeah. Can you imagine guy number three here?
2: What's our, what are your kids doing
1: um, I think one of them might be taking a math test right now. Some <laughs> other ones are doing crafts It is There's finals people. week
2: for the college yeah. cohort. Yeah. Well, yeah, if we but could we could bring one of them in to, to be our real time producer. To look,
1: they need to look up stuff, Google be stuff like, while we're uh, talking.
2: You know, Joe Rogan. He says, "Hey, was it Jamie? Jamie, look that up." I don't know his name. But yeah. His but yeah, yeah, it's like, "Hey, do this." Yeah. While we're <laughs> chatting here, figure out all this data for us. I mean, our like I said, by the way, we had a commenter who thinks we should do some t-shirts one of them should say our numbers are murky <laughs> yeah and then the other one was uh, uh i don't know, we'll have to look it up his comment
1: can't remember yeah the numbers are murky oh i like pockets yeah
2: i like that was something you said like, i like pockets i like pockets
1: yeah when everything <laughs> americans believe is a lie uh
2: maybe some t-shirts would be fun to do Do a little limited run. William
1: Casey, CIA director. We'll know our disinformation program is complete when everything the American public believes is false.
2: Well, they're pretty close to being complete, though.
1: Yeah. Uh, Well, we'll, we'll, Getting back to the the tangent train here. Because you mentioned Joe Biden's inaugural speech and his emphasis on domestic terror. And this is this is important. They really have to work up the domestic terror thing because they want to come after the guns. They want to come after the white men. They've been trying to destroy white America. And by the way, that includes all of you awesome right-thinking black and uh, Hispanic men and yeah, Asian if, men. If, if, you, if you like the idea of taking care of your family, if you like the idea that you can protect yourself, if you like the idea that you should have freedom to do... Uh, what you want on Saturdays and Sundays and Mondays and Tuesdays,
2: basically, and all the other days, regardless of the color of your skin, if you have certain beliefs or ideologies, like you're a you white like, supremacist. Right. If you like America, if you're good at math, you're a white supremacist. Right. If you acknowledge math, that math exists, <laughs> yeah. you're but a white wor- worse supremacist. than that, if you
1: if you like the freedom ethos, <coughs> if you like the freedom ethos of America. If you like, you don't have to love the founders, but if you like the principles, if you like the idea that you should be able to think for yourself and do what you want and take care of yourself, you yeah, might, you might be a, a white we supremacist. We need a new
2: comedian to do, you might be a white supremacist. If, yeah, yeah, if you're Dave Chappelle, isn't he black?
0: Isn't he
1: Dave the Chappelle that, is black. Isn't he the guy that's gotten in like all kinds of trouble he, for... Well,
2: he had a special, I think it was a Netflix special. And in Dave Chappelle's whole shtick—I don't want to call it shtick—but his his act, his mo, is being kind of edgy, you yeah. know, using profanity and being being a little bit crass. He could be very funny too.
0: Well, he
1: should be because he's a comedian,
2: he, right? And comedians serve an important. a successful comedian. Comedians serve an important role role in our society. They help us understand what the lines are we don't like to cross, and still have social decorum you know
1: and where the unreality is like right. where the where the false reality george
2: carlin is carlin was great at that he yeah, this he, is the whole point of monty python he criticized government you know george carlin gets quoted a lot nowadays you know one of his most famous ones it's a big club and you're not in it and what was he talking about he's talking about the oligarchy yeah and, and it's a big club but it's not
1: as big as the rest of us
2: and he was really a political commentator but he did it under the guise of comedy which the guys now that try to do it like john uh john
1: travolta no it's the only john i could think of john
2: he was the daily show john daily john no he's a golfer that's he's a golfer (laughs) mcintyre (laughs) anyway guys like stephen colbert and jimmy fallon and And jimmy kimmel john man alive somebody's gonna somebody's pounding on their radio right now going you idiots he has a new show out because he's not on the Daily Show anymore. John Stewart. Oh, that guy. These guys have all tried to to use comedy to to be political commentators. But the problem is they're they're not political commentators. They're regimes. They're spokesmen. tools for the oligarchy. They're, yeah.
1: Yeah. John Stewart is a high priest of that group.
2: Yeah, I think he's like the. You founder. forgot John Stewart's name?
1: <laughs> so did I.
2: It's. Not <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, John. I'm well, sure he retired. you're listening.
1: He retired. Yeah.
2: He retired and grew a beard, and, and then became wise.
1: Well, he sh- signaled sort of a pivot point a while ago, didn't he? What, where, on COVID? What was it? What was his pivot point? Like,
2: I haven't been really paid attention. To I him, can't remember. But I know there was has something a, where a new he show coming out or just came out on HBO. Or he whatever. came
1: out and he sort of tried to change the narrative there. Anyway, the, the, the this leftist communist. I don't even want to call it communist. This statist oligarchy narrative is falling apart it's it is just disintegrating and there the news is still holding tight to this idea that somehow 80% of the country believes what they're spewing and it's and it's not working the the white men are not the, this these white supremacists they they are not it's not happening but they're they're oh, it, they're, it they're going it to do it they're going to they're going to pull off these false flags so th- this is what this is what we predicted. We said a Bi- we went through what a Trump presidency means and I think we can skip that because sure. the he Trump didn't. presidency didn't happen. But this is what we said with the Biden presidency. The second
2: Trump, the Trump, Trump presidency didn't happen. Yeah, the second the Trump. Well, the first one, didn't,
1: one didn't actually happen either. <laughs> I don't think true. it really happened either. I mean, the media <laughs> didn't let it happen. But uh the Biden or maybe it was exactly what was supposed to happen. But the Biden presidency, we said this. False flags blamed on white men. That was the quote. And then you said they'll possibly remove Biden and install Harris, but that's looking murky right it's now, too. It's weird
2: because <clears throat> there's a very clear uh, shade war, let's call it that, between the Harris and the Biden camps. Maybe they they hate each other. They hate each other. <coughs> and it's hilarious because why did you pick her? Oh, you picked her because she's, she's a black woman and has whatever color I skin you I guess she's need. Indian. She's
1: actually technically Indian, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, when
2: she was first elected in California after performing certain favors, <clears throat> she,
0: was,
2: she was called like the first Indian American to be elected to such and such. And then when she was vice presidential candidate, she was the first African American. So she can be whatever you need, Middle Eastern, Southeastern, Californian... Canadian, Eastern, whatever you need. She can
1: She fits all of them. I
2: think legitimately, I think she is I think her family heritage is a mix of Indian and Malaysian or something. I don't think she's African American, but I could be wrong. Anyway, she's checked certain boxes. She was a terrible presidential candidate. She she closed down her candid her candidacy before it even before the primaries even got underway she never won a single vote not a delegate and she never won a vote anyway so-, so
1: wikipedia says she was she's the first african-american and the first woman and the first south asian-american to hold the office of attorney general in uh california i guess is what it was right
2: well, those are a lot of firsts that aren't necessarily compatible. She's, She's
1: the daughter of Indian and Jamaican immigrants. Harris is biracial, but America still doesn't know how to talk about multiracial people.
2: She's biracial from, okay, you said Jamaica and India. Neither of those are in Africa. Do you remember we had a congressman here named Mia Love? Do you remember her? Remember, the the media was like, she's the first Republican African-American. And she had to correct them and say, I'm not African-American. She had black skin. She Mm -hmm. says, I'm not African-American. I'm from Haiti. I'm Haitian. And everyone had to do these me culpas. Oh, yeah, we understand. But you're the first African-American because that's what we've been told to call black people, even though you're not African.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know something about this. Yeah, the these folks from from the islands there who are really good people and i think there's a lot of african american people that are it's just like it's the thing is it's the same in any race right it's in the same in any color there's good and there's bad people tons of really good black people right tons of really good white people tons of really good people let's just let's right. just stop it with the race we we, yeah. we i think we a lot of us are past that i hope that everybody's past that uh, in fact the best Description of this whole mind debacle <laughs> that's going on in, in certain public certain areas of public discourse. I saw a guy write about it, call it the incendiary buffooneries of race and gender.
2: Yeah, and it's, so
1: they are incendiary. If you're getting if you're getting incensed about this, if you're getting lit up about it, there's some there's what, a problem. What, you need what's to let off. a
2: natural feeling when you're watching your favorite news program, whatever channel, whatever host? You're go- the natural reaction to those is to feel, is to get fired up, is to feel yeah. angry, to feel frustrated, yeah. be like, "Oh, there's other people out there, others that are doing me wrong." And in a lot of cases, it's right. And right now, especially, it's white men. White men are doing you wrong. Yeah. Of course, that's gonna. F- they want to foment this, this unrest. We've said it from the very beginning. We probably said it in the in our predictions episode. They want to get us all agitated enough to start. Shooting Start each shooting other. each other,
1: yeah. And, you know, I know I, I have some personal, very close acquaintances that, from the islands, and um, they, they are very adamant that they do not think like that. Right. Like, they, they don't want you to lump them in with the media garbage that's going right. on.
2: Yeah, the people that I know that I've met from, like, Polynesian islands, big-hearted people, you know, great people.
1: You got the East Islanders, the West Islanders on both sides. Yeah, they consider (laughs) I think they consider themselves Americans, you know,
2: I think, too. And and that that great
1: Indian activist, uh, Russell Means, he was in uh, Last of the Mohicans. He played the, the father Mohican. He was big on the idea that don't don't call me a Native American. You guys are all Native Americans. Every single one of you that was born here is a Native American. That's a terrible term. That's a garbage term. Right. I'm not quoting him exactly, but he was big on that. Don't, don't call us Native Americans. We're Indians. He liked the term Indians because he was a religious fellow and a spiritual fellow, and he's like, look, the term comes from—I uh, don't, I, I don't know what the etymology on it is. In fact, I can look that up, but the, it has to do with God. The Dio is uh, like Dios— Mm-hmm. in in god has to do with being some somebody who's in, who is with god right the uh well, one
2: of the while you're looking that up one of yeah. the things driving this it's that it's sort of a a a descendant the, the thing driving this anti-white sentiment is this idea that we all need to be offended on behalf of somebody else and so the 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 people right now pushing this anti white vitriol are the, the whitest people you can imagine, who are all self loathing, saying things like, you know, I need to repent and change of my whiteness. You know, I was, I was born white. I didn't choose that, but I I can change my ways and and get rid of my whiteness. And I don't know, I don't know what whiteness means. They anything they want can be. You know, like math is white. We've heard that. You know. It's uh, white supremacy to have a good, a good family, to stay married, to raise your kids, have a job. To not, anyway, to not like we, the we're media. getting hung up on this, we should probably move on to our other predictions. Well, that's a
1: big thing though. That that's a big thing because that's what they're trying to do. They're, right. They've been they like they tried really hard. The media, the January 6th thing was a. F- it remains to be seen as to whether that's a successful operation or not, because it's looking like a failure right now. Well, People are not buying it. But
2: it's a, it's a huge success in that...
1: Well, it gave them an excuse to clamp down.
2: Conservatives can never have another political rally without it being called an insurrection. Yeah,
1: but I think it was orders of magnitude less successful than they wanted it what to be. What
2: they wanted was that whole crowd killing each other. Well, I killing
1: think. congressmen or... Yeah, policemen. Instead, and
2: let's not let's not forget that the only person hurt that day by the actions happening was a Trump supporter that Ashley was shot. Babbitt. There were other people who who had health problems that day. Yeah, they, there was they never. Tried they really still. Hard. They still repeat the lie that a police officer was beat by someone with a. Yeah, they tried really hard, hard to never to Pin
1: that on the crowd. Yeah, there were there were three or four deaths. The only violence
2: that day killed a. A uh, Trump supporter in really strange circumstances, is but anyway,
1: yeah. So they 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 went out of their way to try to make that something that it wasn't, and they're going to continue to. They're going to they're still calling it insur. An, an, they're still calling it an insurrection against our democracy. Yeah, there's a January sixth. And there's this commission. This uh, they're,
2: pe- they're they're trying to
1: heavily statist weighted
2: commission. They're subpoenaing. Is that the right word? Subpoenaing, yeah. People like Steve Bannon and other prominent Trump supporters, the idea, and I read this the other day, the, the whole point of this is to bring criminal charges to Trump. They still want to lock him up. Why? Why? I mean, the timeline, you can look at the timeline of January 6th. His speech, There were, while he was speaking, there was already people at the Capitol building because as we've talked about, this was orchestrated. This was planned. It was planned to elevate this, to escalate it. I don't know why they can't just let Trump go. I don't... Uh, there's something so odd about it.
1: Well, I... It, it could be the kayfabe uh, heel idea still. I mean, they still use him as a, as a punching bag. And if they allow him to become the next president of the United States, then they have... Maybe that's ample, why... They, ample ammunition.
2: Uh, yeah. Maybe that's why, because there's still a possibility that he could run again. And they're trying... to. Their- to, to prevent that from happening, well, but look at what happened.
1: Look at what they were able to do during his presidency. They've destroyed the nation. Right. Whether he's a good guy or a bad guy, this nation is utterly wrecked under it the is. Trump presidency. And it may not be his fault. It may be his fault. He may may not be a willing participant. He might be a willing participant. But that they was one of the they burned. They are burning the house down around us right now. That
2: was one of the things that we thought one of the reasons we thought Trump would be reelected was so they could burn down the country and blame him and blame Trump supporters. Instead they got Biden and the country's burning down and they're still just blaming white people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, if, if Trump were elected, by the way, Biden is white. Hold on a second here. (laughs) I thought he was black.
2: No, if you don't vote for him, you ain't black.
1: Okay. So, yeah, we, we 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 discussed this at length in the in the episode that uh, if Trump were elected, that you know all hell was about to break loose, and that there'd be a constitutional crisis, and that violence would ensue immediately, you know. And now, now you've got a lot of people doing a double take, going. Why did
2: we hate Donald Trump?
1: Oh, his tweets.
0: Right. He was mean.
2: (laughs) He was a
1: mean tweeter.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, we all, and then I don't remember what, what did we say about a Biden presidency?
1: Well, we basically said just this, and and this is essentially all it is because he's such a nothing. False flags blamed on white men Yeah, (laughs) and that they would possibly remove him. That's what we said. And what has happened? See, this is, I think we had a pretty good take on the January 6th thing, although we didn't fully understand it. But the Biden presidency, they've been telegraphing that all along. He's clearly a tool of the establishment, a puppet, a clear puppet. And the, the early on, there was a lot of conjecture as to whether, you know, whether he was actually in the White House, whether they were filming him or some other guy. You know, how much how much CGI media fakery was going on. They do CGI have that, do have that
2: White House TV set. Yeah. And then they, really and weird. then later on, it comes out that they're running this from a TV set. And uh which, you know, which was so strange but at the same time I'm like well is that n-? my first question was was that new cuz I could see how they would have a TV set for to accommodate more press or whatever that was loosely affiliated with the white house but I don't, I think that's new no there's a huge there's always been
1: a huge TV production thing going on over there the big question is where it is where right. where are they filming it all because they they show the set and they show people coming in like well, uh, yeah, they're not you' got to look for these set you've got to look for these videos, but they don't they don't make much press it's not it's like the 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 regular news, the oligarchy driven the corporate news, they never mention it, right but there's there's plenty of YouTube clips out there where you can see kind of behind the curtain
2: well, you literally, you can see the end of the set and then there's the production lights and things yeah. it's clearly not a room.
1: Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll have to do a little research on that one. I keep giving my, my, myself more homework assignments. I should not be committing to the, <laughs> to the listening public here that I'll do this work for them. The, we need you guys maybe to we, post this stuff
2: in the comments. Right. Yeah. Do some work for once. You guys just sit back and just have your minds opened and enlightened and edified by us. We do all the work. We're doing all this work. Come on. Okay. <laughs>
1: Thank you, Bobby. You, you guys help, help us out here, here
2: for two hours, once a week and talk
1: and, and think of the, the next thing to say, and then try to remember where you were a minute ago to get back off of the tangent.
2: Talking is one of Jordan's hardest, biggest challenges in his life.
1: I'm, I'm somewhat deficient in that area. Okay. So, <laughs> but yeah, the Biden presidency all, and I really think that's been the big theme here <coughs> is domestic terror. They they tried so hard and oh they were aghast that Kyle Rittenhouse was acquitted.
0: <gasps> yeah, in one I, of the most gasp? obvious.
1: <gasps> I mean, the face of white supremacy in America, and then and then when the guy runs through the the Christmas parade with an SUV.
2: No, the SUV did that. I mean, the 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 cart the the contrast
1: is so stark. The wheels are coming off of their narrative. I, I think they're in. Yeah. One guy. I, I, kills, I really do
2: think one they're in guy, One guy kills people who are trying to kill him, who are committing acts of violence, and vandalism, and murder. And one guy kills a bunch of innocent elderly people and children, and children in a Christmas parade. And that and we have not heard uh, and hide hair
1: of it le- in the last couple of weeks.
2: It's really it's sad. It's really a sad
1: tragedy. You, in fact, you have to wonder if that shooting at that school in Michigan was somehow induced to try and draw. Now, if you say that, if you say it was a false flag, if you say it was fake or whatever, then you get dragged in front of a court, a kangaroo right. court, like Alex Jones has been over the well these these Sandy shoot- Hook stuff,
2: these, these mass shootings. You know, the high profile ones because there's a mass shooting by definition every day in in, in Chicago. Chicago and DC and, but these these like school ones and things like the Vegas one are always there's always strange circumstances. And That never get really fleshed out
1: now I really haven't paid much attention to this one in Michigan, and I haven't heard of a lot of strange circumstances surrounding it. It sounds like that might have been more, the strange or, more circumstance with
2: that one is just that everybody knew this kid was on edge, like and, the school stood down and no one did anything about it, but again that's what the that's the media narrative. who knows what's real right
1: right, right we don't know, but anyway, a Biden presidency means. I think we I think this is where we really were right on. It was like it's gonna be war on the white
0: the yeah, white man, the it, guy the guy that's taking it care it hasn't of his played
2: family. Out, it hasn't played out the way I thought. I thought we might see some like Waco Ruby Ridge type things. Well he we're not done yet. We're not done yet, of that course. That was a four year prediction. What we are seeing though is this giant war on just the American people with the 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 inflation and the supply chain. These are all things that could be fixed. Well, that's, that's what America is. The supply is. chain isn't broken. It's just that there's a hundred ships out there. That,
0: that can't get their crap
2: offloaded. They can. They just aren't being allowed to. And then you've had people in the Biden administration say things like, we're going to get this uh, supply chain uh, figured out just as soon as we get a little more, a few more people vaccinated and it's like well, well, hold on are you doing this on purpose are you are you holding the american economy hostage until you get the right number of people vaccinated and see that's why it's not
1: about white it's about america it's about yeah. freedom it's about liberty it's about the principles that made this nation great and they've been trying to destroy it for a long time but this is these these are the those last breaths these last gasps as as the body of america dies and that, that that rattle death rattle. So, I mean,
2: are you saying that the United States of America is on a ventilator and needs some remdesivir? No, we've had the remdesivir. We've <laughs> right. had
1: cancer. We've had a triple bypass. And we're being
2: denied ivermectin.
1: We're being denied reality. Yeah,
2: yeah. I do. Th- I I look. I love this country, but I think we're we're in dire dire circumstances. Yeah, and it's
1: not it's not the country. It's the it's the liberty ethos. Right. This idea that individuals should self-determine it's no man is an island right you got to have an economy but the way that society works best is when it respects each other's natural rights we
2: have hammered this that was Descartes that said no man is an island really I think so but you're right I just said that though well yeah but he said it first? He's, he's the OG of, he's the OG a, of no, no Man, man is, is an Island. island. Okay. <laughs> he's the iced tea of No Man is <laughs> an Island. But you're right. What's happening though, so I, I, I've been out and about in a, bit, a bit during all this coronavirus stuff. I've, I've traveled to like, uh, that first summer of 2020. When he's been deep, everywhere, man. No, I haven't been everywhere. I've been everywhere. But I've been a few places. Like I went to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. In the summer of 2020. Whoa. It's a short drive. (laughs) But I was really curious because it was kind of the first time I'd left the state during all of this panic, right? Mm -hmm. And I was really curious, Jackson Hole, if you don't know, is a touristy ski town in Wyoming, right on the border of Teton National Park, and it's close to Yellowstone, and it's a very expensive place to live, one of the most expensive places in the United States to have a home. It's got a lot of shopping, and it's it's your typical mountain ski town. Mainly, we were going to the national parks, but we stayed down in Jackson. Okay, that's all of a long way of me just saying I was really curious. How are people going to be with because this was like June of, of last twenty twenty, so yeah. still everything's crazy, right? It's
1: a good time to go to Yellowstone,
2: and I was surprised. Now they had strict indoor mask rules. If you wanted to go into a store, there were people, they had people at the door who wouldn't let you in if you didn't have a mask. Now, a lot of them would accommodate you and give you a mask. Mm -hmm. But on the streets, as soon as you came outside, people were taking their masks off. They didn't want to wear them. They didn't. Now, again, this is a largely Western crowd that was there because people weren't flying at the time. So you just had people from neighboring states. So a lot of Idaho ends and Utahs and Wyomingites and Montanans and whatever. But that's only grown what I'm getting at here is that the normal people normal everyday people and this played out again when I was in the, the D- Disney World down in Florida. People are done with this. They a lot of people it never they were never under the spell. Again, right? The media is trying to make us all think that we're the the people who don't go along with us are the fringe, right? Spencer Cox used that term, fringe outsiders. You know, who were protesting of of all this.
1: We haven't mentioned him in a long time, by the way. He
2: hasn't done anything mentionable. He's. I think he's realized. He realized that every time he speaks, he looks bad. Every time I say anything, people criticize me for being stupid. Man, I don't understand that. I, maybe I'll just stop saying things.
1: <laughs> I think he he hopes to be reelected, and that's why he shut up.
2: Well, I think he has. I think he has. Uh, I think he has presidential aspirations, delusions. I think he okay. thinks he's going to be this transcendent, three-term governor in Utah, and then go on to become the next
1: el presidente. Whatever.
2: Anyway, you were making anyway, a point. I don't remember what the point Jackson was. Hull. Other than that, just people very quickly moved on from from this this narrative, and and we've seen that play out. I, I again, I know there's pockets of the of the United States, and there's people who are truly like sick in the mind about all of this. I don't remember why I was bringing this up. Other than that. Only just that it doesn't matter what these narratives are, we're being bombarded with are. The reality isn't matching up. And I think that has the oligarchy really frustrated, which is why we keep getting things like these variants and you keep getting some of these politicians, you know, wagging their fingers saying, well, we're going to redo well, this, you know, California the, the has next, another indoor mask mandate yeah. now.
1: The next year, and this the, we'll, we'll save this for our predictions episode in in early January, but I think we're at a very, very dangerous point right uh, now, right? Because the the narrative is crumbling, so they need a new Pearl Harbor,
2: right? And we've they, talked a little bit about this in the yeah. past. They we need a new something, something to some catalyst to either make us start k- killing each other, or or another sort of. You remember, right after January sixth, they said, "Oh, there's going to be cap, there's going to be rallies at all these capitals, in all fifty states." Yeah, and they and they were all, you know. I remember right here, you know, they had the National Guard lining the steps of the, of the Capitol building, as if there was this secret plan to overtake all the Capitol buildings, and of course, nothing, nothing happened, because. That's not the nature of a patriot of a of a your typical you know, MAGA type person. They just want to be left alone,
1: right? And they're usually pretty individual individualistic. See, it's really we're starting to see things like this Patriot Front group. It's called (laughs) the far right group, the Patriot Front. That's how
2: everything, by the way, that isn't going along with the oligarchy is labeled far right
1: and i'm looking at some pictures here these guys are wearing like blue t-shirts with khaki pants (laughs) and uh they're wearing neck gaiters these khaki neck gaiters and hats and stuff
2: they have like garbage pail Lids for shields they've or something.
1: Shi- well, they've got these plexiglass <laughs> shields. They they do have shields, and they're all wearing. They're all like marching in formation.
2: Bad formation. Did you notice that? Like well, they couldn't even get like a left, right. Some left, of them. Right.
1: You <laughs> see, this is this is the thing. It's weird because this that's not like like your typical. American kids don't do that. They no, they're not getting together to do that. These this these are all not, young guys. We've this both, looks this so looks like a Fed operation. These both, are the Fed boys on steroids. We've
2: both been pretty involved with the so-called like Liberty movement, and there's never been any talk of anything like that.
1: You usually have a bunch of overweight guys with some of them with beards, <laughs> and that you know they've all got their patches. What do, you, you what are do the Liberty
2: any, types? What do the Liberty movement guys talk about? They talk about food storage. Guns yeah. and ammo, storage. You'd uh, see a bunch of living you'd see a bunch of grid. veterans. See, these
1: guys aren't veterans. You don't see the patches. You don't see like guys Wait, that are They're clearly proud of, not
2: veterans because they don't know how to
1: march. Yeah. And anyway, or hold wh- their guns. Wh- what I'm saying is like, it looks like they're setting up for a false flag. I, I know I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here, but it looks like they're setting up for a false flag perpetrated by somebody like that, like the Patriot yeah, Front. Right. Like, or, or some sort of a war. Like they're going to have a... Maybe a produced a highly produced shootout, a big LARP, a big LARP, yeah, with a lot of blood. Uh, maybe a lot of real dead people, but it, they could. Uh, that's not what they want.
2: They I want think that's that. what they
1: want. They want they want to do that, and then they want to lock you down. But they're but it's dangerous right now. Uh, the, uh, another option is war with China. That that's always on the table here, but it's it's dangerous well, Russia. because Russia is,
2: there's been some saber rattling. Well, yeah, Russia,
1: too. R- Russia and China, but. The narrative's coming apart at the seams, so they're going to have to do something, and so we, we can talk about that later. But I think we, I think we were pretty accurate on that front when we talked about that in our uh, prediction in our predi- predictions last year, because that's that seems to be where there's th- that seems to be the undercurrent. You know, the the river seems to be moving in that direction. Okay, we got to keep going because we got to kind of get through some of these Georgia runoff election. You were right. I was wrong. Democrats both won that, right? Yeah. I said, Republic, the Republicans would retain the Senate and it flipped. And now you've got a Democrat controlled Congress. World War three. Will it start in 2021? We said it was already started. So that was sort of a trick question. I still maintain that it's already underway.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah
1: economic collapse. We're not done yet. It looks like the stock market could dive. Uh, You said maybe some sort of a crisis like uh, March 2020, and that we were going to suffer the consequences of small businesses having been destroyed. And we are actually seeing that. That is a big thing that's happening. And I
2: I still don't think we've seen the full ramifications of what was done in 2020 to to the, when we say the economy, we don't mean the stock market, but I mean everything joe schmo yeah you know business because remember like half the country was said you're, you're you're what you do for a living is not important and you had a lot of restaurants a lot of hospitality a lot of small stuff just go away and it never came back that's right
1: but a lot of these people are starting new businesses that's right. been a hot trend right now. People right. are like, "Hey, okay, so how do we retool?" But what a do we, of time what to try do? to
2: start a new business. I mean, you, in some cases, you can't even get your product. You can't get product.
1: Yeah, it? if you're trying to sell retail, but if you're if you're looking for
2: uh, if an opportunity
1: a, if, to serve people, like you know, landscaping, construction, yeah. those are hot hot well, areas and, right and now. And
2: there's this big, oh, you know. It's, <sighs> There's a lot of stupid people scratching their heads, going, where are all the workers? You know, because you have people who have left their traditional jobs or were fired from their old jobs doing new things, like you just pointed out. Or if you have some other kind of skill, you know, let's say you're a programmer and you're working for some big conglomerate like, uh, you know, an Apple or a Microsoft or Adobe or one of these big employers and you got laid off or decided just to leave. Well, you've got a nice, valuable skill. You can go out and do your own thing and create your own list of clients. And there's a lot of different kind of jobs like that. And I read something about this this woman who teaches people how to use Excel, and she makes a bajillion dollars just teaching people how to use Excel.
1: Really? She do it online?
2: Yeah. Well, but, I but you still have that traditional like jobs based economy that I think is is. I think is worse than we're being led on to believe. Yeah. I,
1: well, they, they, they released, uh, every, every month they do the unemployment numbers, right. Or yeah. every quarter. And they, they released the last set in October and said it was high employment, but then they had to go back and revise it. Like the, now that they've, the, you can't trust anything coming out of the media or the government, obviously. Right, And, and they but, cook those numbers. Yeah. Their, their latest ploy is that they cook the numbers really, really hard, and then they come back and revise them the next month. And so, I think the uh, the pundits in the in the economic media, in the financial media, they're starting to catch on to that. Going, hey, look, the numbers don't mean anything. So,
2: th- there's some way I have to mention though. So you know who Jim Cramer is? Yeah, he's, he's a the, globalist. He's the guy, like the the finance and stock guy. I think was it on CNBC, and he was out there saying, "This is the greatest economy I've ever seen in my life." And you're like, what are you talking about? Well, it turns out that, and I'll see if I can find it. Like a few days before that, the Biden administration put out a memo to the, their press contact saying, Can you guys tell everyone that this is this the greatest, is the greatest economy, economy you've ever seen in your <laughs> life? And so, of course, he, you know, he's told to jump, so he jumps. It also, uh, this last week, our favorite uh our favorite uh prime minister. Jacinda Ardern. She's your favorite prime minister. (laughs) Hey, I don't know why you even keep
1: watching her. She's gonna. She's courageous.
2: She's a courageous. She's got a great future ahead of us. She makes my skin crawl. She said that uh, they've been that in New Zealand. There, they've been. Basically, seeding approved stories for the media. And remember, she also said, "We will be a single source of truth." Right, and right, she just right, right. They're saying these things. No, like, but that
1: was that was a blatant admission they they, they were like fishing. The, the The situation has gotten so bad for the establishment narrative that they're now fishing for people to tell their story. So they've created a fund. Like a a public fund, not the black ops one, but the public. Right. F- like, right. hey, there's money here. Hey, by the way, if you didn't already know, we pay for good stories that that promote our narrative. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's what she said, <laughs> and uh, it's quite.
2: This is what the White Comical House said. in a lot of ways. The White House, not happy with news media's coverage of the supply chain and economy, has been working behind the scenes trying to reshape coverage in its favor. Senior White House and admin officials, including NEC Deputy Director David Kamen and Bayrat Ramaruti, along with Ports Envoy John Picari, have been briefing major newsrooms over the past week, a source tells me. The officials have been discussing with newsrooms trends pertaining to job creation, economic growth, supply chains, and more. The basic argument that has been made that the country's economy is much better shaped than it was last year. I'm told the conversation have been productive with anchors and reporters and producers getting to talk with the officials. So you have that, and then you have Jim Cramer. Today, we have the strongest economy perhaps I've ever seen.
1: Mm-hmm. Good job, Jim. And who who employs him? What? Is
2: he cNBC I think he's CNBC, which is obviously NBC. Which is
1: yeah. If you're one of those ABC, CBS, NBC, one of those uh, alphabet <coughs> broadcasting groups, y- you might be run by the state. You might be run by the people that run the state. Well, they're just I mean,
2: not even hiding it anymore. Saying, yeah. we're, we're planting stories. We're planting ideas into the anchors' heads. Well, look, they've been doing that all along. Let's look up Operation Mockingbird from the. 50s
1: and that's where you'll find that uh quote by the cia director right well i'm trying to find the article here but uh there was one about corporations starting to make a u-turn on the vax mandates because they're getting stopped in the courts and the narratives falling apart yeah and so we're seeing a strange a strange and that's why i say this is a dangerous point because the narrative may be shifting we might be receiving we might be in the rally in 1984 where the papers coming in to the to that speaker where he changes the enemy and i've i've told people watch for it watch for it we don't want this pendulum to swing back to the right and all of a sudden we're we're at war with china
2: yeah you get some some traditional right-wing hawk to do the same get the same objectives done under a different label that's a real possibility I worry about DeSantis because DeSantis you know he says a lot of good things and he's doing you know he's he's blocking certain you know mandates and stuff like that but, it, but he's using state power to do these things mm-hmm. rather than rather than letting liberty and and kind of That stuff organically happen. He's he's, and I guess that is that is you could say that is one of the purposes, the original purposes of government was to you use state power to block, or to prevent rights being taken away. I don't know. I
1: think it's important to recognize that every state in the union has a problem in that they've been infiltrated by this machine. The the oligarchy has long understood how America works and understood that you take control of the governing body in that state. So they become regional provinces, you know, functionaries or administrative functionaries for the federal government when they were supposed to be the main stakeholders in the government, shareholders, you know. And uh, so if you think think your governor is a good governor, you know, if you think DeSantis or what's the governor of Texas—
2: Abbott, Abbott, but I think he's pretty weak. I think yeah. he's easily controlled. The,
1: these, states, these, these states that appear to be making some headway, they're still controlled by uh, statists in a lot of ways. Now, DeSantis may a good, be a good guy. I don't know, but it's important to, to be really careful about that and, and not ever get well, sucked the idea into here is
2: Don't Don't rely on your political leaders to, to look out for you or to, to, do, to do the right thing. They're not going to do it. Even if they try, they're going to be have their hands cuffed. <clears throat> there is no secret cabal of white hats, you know. QAnon. Yeah, there's no QAnon. Like <clears throat> there was no white hat behind the scenes that was had a plan that was going to unhatch and. And all of a Save sudden, America. the
1: state—all of a sudden, the state is good instead of the state being the problem. Right? Yeah.
2: State's never going to be good. Yeah. We, <laughs> we need
1: less government. We don't need more government. That's the problem: is we have too much government. Well, how about uh, how about this? We keep going here. Um, we asked about whether we'd have med- <laughs> medical martial law, and uh, we postulated if Trump, no. But if Biden may be in the big cities, not in rural America, uh, when did the individual police and military stand up? I don't know. But you said masks are not going away and proof of health in order to travel, especially internationally, vaccine card, medical card, that stuff was going to appear. And we have seen that. We've seen this yeah. resurgence of masks in some areas, resurgence of social distancing orders, the issue with the vaccine mandates has, has been front and center, but it's kind of been beaten back,
2: you know? In certain, in certain ways it has been, but you still have a lot of, like, I think in New York City, San Francisco, I still think you have to show a vaccine card just to, Go get a sandwich it, it's at a in restaurant. Some, in some cases, it's worse
1: working. I pointed out that uh, we would see violence and disorder before they were able to actually get that to happen. And we're seeing that in America. We're seeing a lot more pushback early in America, but you're re- literally seeing the violence in
2: uh, European countries. Yeah, a lot of big protests and a lot of people getting beat with sticks by the police.
1: Yep. Okay, gun confiscation. We asked if that would happen this year. You said no. I said, well, they need a big event for this. We'll probably see some token events occur that are widely publicized. And we have seen that. Uh, New pandemic. You said COVID-19 is not ending in 2021. It's too useful. But yes, in the future, possibly. Possibly. And then I have a note here. Cox equals strange governor.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I don't remember what... I can't remember what we were saying there. And but, tangent, but I remember saying like he's a weird, really weird dude. And, and I still stand by yeah, that. We stand by this.
1: <laughs> we we will continue to skewer the governor as long as we possibly can. Uh, string together a few words. Okay, so part two. Part two was our more freeform predictions. And you started off with the word catastrophe. What, what do you think is gonna happen in general, Bobby? Catastrophe. Care to comment on that?
2: Well, I was worried that what we were gonna see is, yeah, just like economic collapse, social, a lot of social unrest, basically like the summer of 2020 with all of the, the riots. I thought we might see that on a much larger, longer lasting scale.
1: I'm, I'm, uh,
2: I'm impressed glad, but, by the resilience of the American yeah, mind. We, we like didn't they, see they're, that.
1: They're bent, they've bent, but not broken in a lot of ways. You still have... And you have people waking up.
2: You still have, you still have these uh, Antifa riots happening in pockets. Like Portland, for some reason in Portland, it's like, it's like a nightly thing. I don't really know what's going on in Oregon. I do know that yeah. Oregon is eliminating math, science, and reading from their high school curriculum. Well, a lot of these places
1: that have, that really got onto defunding the police last year are having these huge crime waves. So I think that people have some buyer's yeah. remorse.
2: Yeah. There's a lot of, there's, there's now this quietly, there's this wave of refund the police. Like <laughs> refund, re, not yeah. refund, like give money back, but when well, you're refunding, seeing funding them,
1: you're seeing these parents coming out of the woodwork to fight the school boards. Yeah. So we're, we're parents, seeing the uh, war going on.
2: By the way, the, a lot of those parents have been labeled as white supremacists even by the fbi especially the hispanic ones yeah and uh those
1: hispanic moms who don't want their kids learning that crap learning to become they don't want their boys learning to become girls right (laughs) or learning about critical race theory or whatever yeah they're they're not well received by these entrenched school board people and the and the the machinery is starting Try like in, in one California school district, the parents had had some significant success, and then the union brought out the big guns, meaning their, their money, right. and started uh, the mudslinging campaign against all the people that were starting to make traction and getting on the school board.
2: Yeah, there's, there's been this strange-
1: We're seeing the war
2: right talking now. Talking point. That this, there was, this was used in the Virginia uh, governor's race. Which, by the way, the guy that won, that everyone thought was like a good, liberty-loving conservative, is not. <laughs> He's kind of fooled everybody. But there's this idea that this, this, your kids don't belong to you. That your kids are actually just wards of the state. And that you have no right to know what they're taught in these public right. schools. And if you do think you have that right, you're a domestic terrorist and you need to stand down. What we teach your kids at school is none of your business. Mm -hmm. Like literally that's what, they're not even coding it or hiding it. They're just literally saying Mm -hmm. you have no right to know what we teach your kids.
1: Yeah. And so to quote ourselves from part two, we both were pointing out early on in that part two episode that people are going to start to stand up and say enough is enough. And so that's been happening. And that's exactly what we're talking about. That's what we're seeing. I pointed out that we're going to see the consequences of the spirits of the people being crushed which is means which means they find their lines in the sand and they start to sit start to stand up and so uh you pointed out that rule keeping and procedure is killing experiences and people when they stop doing those things it erodes the fabric of society and then uh there are some people that start to fade away into the background, but then you see conflict between those two groups, the people who are still stuck with the rules, but that growing wave of we're not gonna take it anymore and, and, and we've seen that. So yes, we're seeing resistance. And um, you pointed out maybe they would try to brand Biden as the savior. That might be one of those areas where we were perhaps overestimating Biden. <laughs> I,
2: I, I don't think that the oligarchy cares one bit about biden for them that he's just a, an easy you know he'll say whatever is put in front of him
1: well i think it's too clear that he's demented and right and old and i think feeble. it's just
2: at this point you got valerie jarrett and barack obama basically calling all the shots along with the oligarchs or whoever's
1: calling it for them yeah, yeah right the yeah.
2: bankers and the you know the the, the you know I, I i wrote something the other day on twitter they want you this, they want you that. I use they a bunch of times. And then I said, who's they? And I linked to this, uh, this article about the oligarchy, basically, like, who, who are the people that run the WEF and the World Bank and all of these different NGOs that you hear about and maybe it's useful to dig that up again. It's like who are they when we talk about they? They are, they are they are real people. At least the ones we know of, there might be another layer or two above them that we've never heard of, but yeah. They are real people and they are doing things to try and orchestrate these events. And so
1: you're seeing a lot of resistance to that. You're seeing a lot of uh counter narrative, but they they've done a good job clamping down on it. That that censorship thing was obviously planned. That that idea that because of January sixth and because of Donald Trump we can just shut down discourse on whatever we want is, of course, the main story here. Yeah, in, they they, uh, they say
2: they call it misinformation, and, and yeah. misinformation nowadays is as bad as like stabbing someone in the throat. Like oh, misinformation
1: well according to 10% they they want you to think right according it, to the media but see the 60, 60% of the country or 70 or 80% of the country is realizing that's that's not true so you've got these breathless you know 10% of the people i love that meme that they had the written house attorneys pointing to the state line they've got these silly npc <laughs> line art drawings where they're like oh. And so yeah. now the guys are using that for everything that the, the breathless prosecutor, he's got, yeah. he's got his mouth open. I'll they try to link to him, that.
2: They turned him into one of those line drawing. There's a word for it. I can't remember what the word is out for those, those funny line drawings, but, but yeah, they're, they're uh, what, what, what,
1: there, there are other ways to describe this. And I'm, I'm reaching for that. The, this, uh, <laughs> this idea that the, the media you, you can't be you can't be so uh, incensed you, you can't get so excited about everything because then nothing is exciting right so the media every time you turn around it's like oh he crossed the state line state lines you know
2: yeah. it, state lines yeah it, it's the, like the state, state lines became the most sacred thing in the world during that Rittenhouse thing like he crossed state
1: I know, and it, like he lives next to the state line, and he went over it to the neighboring town where he worked and lifeguarded. And it's th- this false reality just is, is crumbling on them when they behave this way. And so that that meme really just captures <laughs> captures because these guys are like,
0: "Whoa, state line,
1: Yeah. So now everybody that uh, every, everybody that gets too excited is going to get branded with that that meme, but. Uh, you know, we can talk about we we were talking about the crisis upon crisis idea. You know, if the C, if the coronavirus narrative runs, then we're going to see these new narratives, this new stuff. We postulated on alien invasion, and we still should postulate on that. We'll talk about that n- next year when we do our predictions. We can talk about the potential for war with China. We can talk about uh, the the how how they're reforming society and all that stuff. But the, but we ended off our podcast talking about deep fakes. Communication disruption and internet out outages and shutting down misinformation, uh, shutting down the internet, cell phones, et cetera. We postulated what would happen if they shut all that down and so we're see- we're seeing the potential for that because this narrative is crumbling. so I think I want to say we get a check mark on that the end of that uh, podcast number two for being right because that's what you're seeing. you're seeing that This narrative is failing, but you're also they haven't they've stopped short of shutting down the actual structure, the communication structure, but they have shut a ton of people down. There've been tons of people deplatformed this year, tons of people kicked off of Twitter, kicked off of Instagram, kicked off of Facebook. If people even look at Facebook anymore, Meta, yeah, there's been a heck of a lot of censorship, and so they they've been trying to to. control it on a case by case basis. I
2: think censorship is gonna be permanent because too many too many kids are growing up being told that the best way to combat ideas that are bad is to censor them, not to come up with a better idea or to have a counter argument. Right. So you have people who are just like, Yeah, shut that down. And so ironically, you know, and this has been happening for a while, but the the place where free speech is dying soonest and quickest is the college campus right but I, there's pushback going on
1: not and, a lot well that's the thing we're and starting we're not to on see the campuses they're, they're trying to crush it before it forms but the big story the big story of 2021 i think is the vaccine failure because it's clear that they don't work
0: <gasps> how dare you
1: right but see that's what everybody's starting to realize is oh my brother-in-law who was vaccinated just died of a heart attack the that's well, now you know, formulating in heart people's. Heart
2: attacks. Listen, heart attacks are on the rise because of
1: post post pandemic stress syndrome, or
2: stress, or cold weather, or climate change. You, you're starting to see
1: that narrative. They're trying to do damage control and on that. They call
2: people, it people in their teens always have heart attacks, Jordan. That's well, so normal. Yeah,
1: athletes, sports. Yeah, uh,
2: athletes die every uh, day. Soccer players, inexplicably. Yeah. Well, you're starting to see this damage
1: control narrative form, and they even have a term for it. They're calling it post-pandemic stress syndrome yeah. or, so they're or admitting, stress disorder. they're
2: admitting the pandemic's over?
1: They might have a problem with that. That that might not last very long, but that's what I've seen is that that's the reason that all these athletes are collapsing is because of this
2: yeah, stress couldn't, it couldn't, disorder. It couldn't be from this huge, giant, obvious variable that's been introduced into their bodies.
1: But see, the sportscaster guys, they're the guys that kind of are apolitical. They're, they're like, ah... Uh, <laughs>
2: No, but, but for a long time,
1: up until yeah. the last few years, yeah. it's been like, well, we're not we're, we're not so worried about that. Let's get back to the game. And they, they have their perceived sometimes politics. Yeah,
2: sometimes they slip up and reveal their true yeah. feelings. and
1: more so lately. But now the thing is, a lot of these guys are saying, everybody wants to know if he was vaxxed. Right. It's coming out. It's slipping through. And so that's the big story for 2020 is that everybody's kind of going, not everybody, but that 80%, that 60 to 80% of the country that's that's trying to wake up, they're going... In their minds, they're saying,
2: uh, the vaccine might not be so good. Well, it's like LeBron James, who is literally a mouthpiece for the regime, was tested. I think we mentioned this he last tested He tested positive for COVID. tested positive, and he tweeted something very, and then he posted like six or seven fish emoji, something very fishy going on. And that's all he wrote.
1: Right. He... You can pay the guy gazillions of dollars and and shut him up. But there's a point where a man, and this guy's a strong black man. He's, he thinks he's the man, right? right? All, a lot of the guys- king. He calls yeah. himself the king. Well, but, but guys like that. They like to be independent. They like to not be controlled. They like to be kind of in charge of their scenario. And the guy's got a lot of money. There could be a turning point where he all of a sudden goes, you know what? Screw it. Yeah. I mean, he'd say, F it. And then- uh, especially I don't, I don't if think they, it's going to happen with him, I don't think yeah, well, no, but a, if he, got, he has if he a gets that of if he got vaccine damaged, I think he it might piss him off enough that he yeah might if, do he, it.
2: if that's that's true, but I don't think see, i I don't think a lot of these guys, yeah, but
1: is he going to take the next shot? I mean, how that's the problem over the shots. next couple of years. I don't think
2: he's taken any of these shots. I think a lot of these guys have faked it,
1: well, you don't think he took it. he He tweeted that it was fishy that he got caught it after having. He, Right, I think no, the,
2: in, in public he's taken. He says he's taken it. But I think there's a lot of people in Why would he of, tweet that though? Well, cuz he tested positive and had to miss a game or two.
1: Yeah, but that means he must have had the vaccine, right? If
2: Well, that's what I'm saying. Is in in the public eye, maybe he maybe he's maybe he really did take the shot. But I think a lot of people have gotten fake shots and then you have a lot of people athletes that are getting in trouble for for having, having faked got him, fake shot. vaccine <laughs> cards yeah well no th- th- they're smart,
1: but okay so so LeBron James, it could go either way. I'm not saying he's going to wake up, I'm just saying it's possible if he if people, he was duped, you could see a backlash w-
2: the point is yeah, people regular people are, are saying something fishy's going on i i I phrase it like. You're, the, you're
1: right the, that a lot of these these heads of state or whoever, they're getting saline shots or they're not actually yeah. getting the shot.
2: Well, remember during that initial push when everybody was posting their pictures, there was a lot where you could tell that the needle wasn't even there. There or are the, dozens the was empty, Dozens
1: right? and dozens of examples, if not hundreds. I'm not going to go do the homework for you on this one, but one example was the, uh, what's her name? One of the royal family, the prince's wife, Prince William's wife, What's her name?
2: Uh, is that Camilla, or I don't know? I don't know. Princess Diana It's,
1: it's Nash. No, that was the good one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the British royal family don't care. Anyway, there were, she supposedly got vaxxed and then everybody's like, "Look,
2: it has the cap on it or Well, I, I heard a firsthand account of a person here in Utah who claims that they administered fake vaccines to people on television. A first-hand account.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of those out there, a lot of nurses who are like, yeah, well, that was all for show.
2: But here's the thing, though, is by now, the, the people getting, because the state of Utah is pushing the booster hard right now. Really? Yeah.
1: Because I'm not paying any attention.
2: I only do so I can talk about it. I don't Really? I talk about things I'm not even paying attention to. I don't to. see as many billboards as I used to along the highway from these guys. I just, I check their Twitter account.
1: They might be running out of CARES money.
2: They, I hope they are. I hope so, too. But they're pushing the booster. And at this point, I think the people getting the booster are are brainwashed. I think they're just gone. You can't help those people. But then you have everyone else who I think took the shot, maybe because they believed it it would work. Maybe they took it because their work said you have to take it. But I think a lot of people are feeling really ripped off now. "There's remorse. Saying, I, I was told that this was going to prevent me from getting the disease. Not only did I feel like crap for a week after I got the shots, but now I've got the disease. I've got the virus. What was it for? What was it all for? Well, you would have died from the disease. Had you not got in the shot That's more of well, an Elvis How do you know? How do you, I don't know. These voices just come. They don't Okay. Like, Keep but, going. I like that one. I think the
1: listeners might that one might play with the listeners. That was
2: sort of had a Bill Clinton to it, didn't it? Well, you're going to have to Not me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Maybe we should name them like new names. We should give have, them new names. We
2: have some characters on the yeah, show. Yeah, some characters. Today today filling in for Bobby Floyd is whatever this is. I'm him. <laughs>
1: He's he's a southern white supremacist, Bubba. I, uh, that's Bubba.
2: One time in high school, I showed up a little late to my after lunch class, which yeah. was often the case. Yeah. And we had a really good teacher and she humored us. But one time I showed up late and I had a wig and a stocking cap on. and A wig? Yeah. And I walked <laughs> and in hat. there and I said, oh, I'm late. Oh my name is Bruce. I'm a cousin with uh, Bobby. And she just rolled her eyes. She said, just sit down and be quiet, Bruce. Okay. <laughs> and I don't know why I did stuff like that, but I, I said, Oh, I'm a, i come from a Magna and I'm a, I wanted to experience the big city. So we switched places. So Bobby, he's off in Magna. She's like, that's great. Just be quiet and let's get on with the lesson. And he wanted to play the part, <laughs> but she
1: was like, enough is enough. She was, she was
2: a really cool, and she just said, fine, just be quiet. Let's get on with the lesson. And she humored us. But anyway. There what, are, there what, are what, some what? really good teachers
1: out there. There's some really, really, really good teachers out what there.
2: What people are being told is that, oh, yeah, you got vaccinated and then you got sick. But imagine what it would have been like if you'd not got vaccinated. Well, you can't. You can't. That's like Lisa's bear rock. Lisa, I want to buy your rock. It's one of my favorite Simpsons scenarios. I'm Johnna a blank here. Where, where there's, there's been a rash of bear attacks in the city or tiger attacks or something. (laughs) And and Homer's like, see that rock, that rock prevents tiger attacks. And Lisa goes, well, that's spacious reasoning. And he goes, thank you. (laughs) But basically, like, like, or Lisa, Lisa says... That rock? Do you see any bears around or tigers? He's like, no. Therefore, it work. It's working then, right? And and he goes, Lisa, I'd like to buy your rock. <laughs> I'm butchering it, but it's this brilliant exchange that, it, and it's making fun of this idea that be, the absence of something proves that the presence of something else is is what is causing the absence right. of that. Right. Other That's thing. a really
1: good point. They've been telling you all along that.
2: So if you people are saying, well. Yeah, I got sick after these vaccines, but I I might have died or been hospitalized had I not been vaccinated. Right. Well, you're right. That's it is specious reasoning.
1: It's specious. I think is the way that's pronounced. Thank prenu- you. Pronunciator. But, uh, but it the, is specious. The, the
2: point is that you can't. You. you the, that's first of all. That's not the what the way that the vaccines were sold. That's not what we were told. We were told that they you, you yeah. would not get sick. That you would right. not get infected. And right. you would not spread this spread was going this was a,
1: they called it a vaccine yeah, so you make a really really really, really good point
2: I usually do,
1: yes, and there's a lot of that that type of uh, logic floating around, especially related to things like global warming. Give us all your money. Otherwise, w- once once we start to succumb to this, then they're going to say, oh, look, we, we, we've averted a climate catastrophe. It's such a good thing that everyone You're folded right. and gave up their liberty and their money.
2: Give us your money or else the world's going to end yeah. in horrible fashion any day now.
1: A- and these are, these are issues where there's no way to... E- to know it's a huge, it's a huge mind trick, of course.
2: Right. You can't prove these negatives. But you could say, you know, when people point out like, well, in the 70s, they were saying there was going to be an ICE age, and There never was. And they say, yeah, that's because we took, took action yeah. to mitigate it.
1: Hitler was going to take over the whole world if we hadn't stopped him.
2: Right. Iraq would have used those WMDs had we not gone in and right. killed everybody there. Those those kids used WMDs, those yeah. million kids that were killed.
1: Yeah, Bill Clinton would not have had sex with those women if Hillary was better looking. <laughs> Wait a minute.
2: <laughs> I don't think it would have mattered. I don't <laughs> think it would have mattered either. <laughs> oh,
1: she's trying to make a comeback. She's a fine looking woman, Hillary. I'm <laughs> She's trying to make a comeback. Trying not to get assassinated here. So <laughs> uh, you know, you're very beautiful. <laughs> The Clintons have right. killed so many people.
2: Oh, <laughs> They haven't killed anybody. That's right. And we are... They certainly didn't kill the people in Waco.
1: Right. That was uh, Janet Reno. That was Janet Reno.
2: <laughs> so, uh... There's this old meme that says, uh, on the top half, it shows like an operator. You know, a, a call center type operator. Yeah. It says... Hi Suicide Hotline, how can I help you? In the bottom panel, it's Hillary Clinton, and she says, "Yeah, I'd like to place an order." because that's the joke. They call it Arkanside. Get, the, yeah. yeah, they call anyway. it
1: Arkanside. It's funny that there's a term for that. Actually, that's not funny. Um,
2: it's funny in like a fishy, funny, bad, dark humor kind of a word. Yeah. So,
1: so anyway, get that. That's the end of our. That w- that was the end of our prediction rant back in back last year about this same time in december or no i was actually january 6th yeah, like january 5th of january it was it was in january so pretty close to the same time i think we did a pretty good job but you know we never got really specific like on march 3rd there will be a far, false flag right you know we, ne- we never really made a really positive uh an accurate detailed prediction you know one guy that really did come pretty close was Alex Jones before 9 11. He named Osama bin Laden. He said they yeah. were going to blame it on Osama bin Laden. He called, he said, call your congressman and your senators and tell them not to allow this to happen. Do you and remember? he
2: there was a time, Osama bin Laden was on the cover of a Time magazine <clears throat> in like 96, 97. They're already putting him out there as like the big bad guy.
1: Well, you'd, you precede the mind. you right. That's what they did with the virus stuff, right? And
2: so now they have Fauci on the cover of Time magazine. <laughs> they're preceding the big bad guy.
1: <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> Maybe they're going to flip the narrative and find a big conspiracy here. But
2: it's odd. To me that, Pfizer seems to have too much power. It's odd to me that that they still haven't sort of decided somebody's going to be the fall guy for all this. Like Fauci, Fauci's going to be the perfect fall guy. They can say, "Oh yeah, look at all this crap." You
1: know. I think we can expect a lot of anarchy. I think we can expect a lot of conflict and difficulty and that things are going to degrade steadily. But one of the saving graces here is that these people, they're not God. What their plans are, are not necessarily going to come to fruition and they're going to make mistakes and it's going to be a massive... Well, the big, a, uh,
2: a, a big thorn in their side is that a, a lot of people aren't listening to them. Yeah. I mean, you go go around, let's just go around our neighborhood knock on a random door and say do you know who the state epidemiologist for utah is yeah nobody
1: Nobody really cares
2: cares. nobody's gonna know no one's
1: gonna care it's not even angela dunn anymore
2: no it's someone else and i can't remember her name but we got her from alaska i guess but she's not as public as angela dunn lucinda ardern (laughs) (laughs) lucinda but or or go out and say "Did, did you hear what uh you know, do you, do you know who Klaus Schwab is? They're going to be like, oh, is that the financial guy? Like, no one's going to, no one's paying attention to these guys. To, part of that's good because we're just living our lives. Yeah, but part of it's bad. Part of it's bad in the sense that, hey, if we, could, if we did pay a little more attention to these people and saw what they were doing, it would be easier to, to say, yeah, we're not doing that. But people are clearly, you know, I went to those parks over Thanksgiving. They were absolutely hammered. They were packed. I've seen people are posting pictures of bars and clubs and concerts and sporting events. I mean, the the college football was absolutely hammer packed this this last fall. NBA arenas are still full, even though a lot of them, you got to show your vaccine passport. But the point is people are just, they're going along with their lives. That makes the oligarchy mad. I think the oligarchy is getting really frustrated and impatient with this. They're known for their patience. That's a $64,000 question. Right.
1: They are known for their patience, but what? what is, is it really... Is the narrative really crumbling, or do they have another coronavirus curveball type of a
2: thing they're well, about ready to Bill throw? Bill Gates has said, we call this pandemic one. Pandemic two could be much more dangerous. And he was in... For some reason, he still gets public. Well, I know the reasons because he owns the media. He li- literally <laughs> owns the media. I saw, there's a whole story about it on the, uh, I think, Columbia Journalism Review, something like that. Now I got to look now that Now you got to
1: find it for the listeners. But Somebody find that for us.
2: Bill Gates funds a lot of these stories and these stations, these, these companies. And so they give him favorable press. Remember, Bill Gates in the 90s was a villain. Remember the the great clip of him in Bel—I think it's in Belgium, Belgium somewhere. Or the he, pie one, where he gets hit in the face with a pie. Yeah, that's awesome. You
1: know, <laughs> I think that might have been a turning point for him.
2: It, it, and that's what I'm saying is he was a villain back then. We had the antitrust, and people didn't like Windows, and they were. Well, what changed? What changed to him become this grandfatherly philanthropist that loves America and loves the world and wants to save the world? Yeah,
1: a lot of people aren't buying that. Though. Money.
2: Yeah. He bought all this coverage. He, You know, yeah, a lot of people aren't buying it, but you, the point is that his image is The point is that you can remade. buy anything in this world with money. Yeah, you can buy a whole new image. In fact, you can go through a scandal where you had all sorts of weird uh, sex parties at your house divorce a, your wife publicly. with a known
1: pedophile who didn't commit suicide
2: <laughs> right do you know in the so the Galen, the glane maxwell trial is still ongoing it's been i haven't quiet. been paying very much attention to that either There hasn't been a whole lot of like there's
1: been like a dampen- shell type
2: dampening stuff, but she allegedly apparently because we have no actual coverage of this other than like people who are getting fed sources or who are in the courtroom but there's no do they have a There's no television. There's no photographs. It's all the okay, old so it's all... court drawings.
1: Okay. So but there there are court reporters in there that are actually right. but coming apparently, out to tell it.
2: Apparently she said Epstein didn't kill himself. She said that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she doesn't believe he killed himself. Take it for what it's worth. <laughs> but uh, more and more you Did know Did she kill him? <laughs> <laughs> she might have. More and more of these like connections have come out. You know, the The Atlantic, which is a magazine. On also an ocean, but this was the, was gonna the, magazine, the magazine version <laughs> came out and said that there's, that there's a lot of well meaning people who are really concerned about the fake epidemic of child abductions and child trafficking.
1: They're calling it a fake epidemic.
2: Fake. Meanwhile, this trial's going on. Well, Ghislaine Maxwell's tight with the widow of Steve Jobs. I don't even remember her name, who owns the. Atlantic. Atlantic. The magazine, not the ocean.
1: Yeah. They you might mean, own the ocean. They have might stories. own the ocean. There you, are probably somebody who owns you that. We
2: also have stories breaking. Uh, there's a CNN producer that worked closely with Chris Cuomo who's been arrested for child rape. Rape. To yeah. Put it bluntly. And yeah. like this, th- there's definitely not a fake epidemic. There's a, a real epidemic of child rape. I'll tell you what the
1: fake epidemic was. <laughs>
2: Well, I think we did pretty good on our No, I think we had our I think we
1: what <coughs> r- once you understand the framework for what's going on, I think a lot of our listeners do, then it then the you get your pulse on the thing and it's the details well, that they, have to fill tell in. Us kind, what they're and they do yeah, they
2: tell you what's going on. Okay, here's some homework for our listeners.
1: Okay. I'm taking notes. On
2: on the mindvirus.show, show on this this is episode fifty three. It'll be up there soon. By the time you listen to it, it'll obviously <laughs> when be up when there. When you're
1: listening to it, it will already be online. That'll be weird. Like <laughs> even it, will, though, it will be as if it happens spontaneously.
2: Listen, even if you listen like on uh, a podcast aggregator, come over to mindvirus.show, get in the comment section of this episode, episode 53, and give us some of your predictions for 2022. You can be specific, you can be vague, but get in there and... uh Give us some of your predictions. Right, and then we'll comment
1: on your predictions in our prediction episode and tell you whether or not yeah. your predictions are right <laughs> or <Yeah>. stupid. <laughs> we will find out who is right and who is dead. I just
2: want to shout out to someone who calls himself I Play the Radio. They're the one who left the, uh, the T-shirts of the day. Uh, quote, our numbers are murky. And another one, quote, I like pockets. And then also Pepe Le Pew commented again, uh, he, he's, he or she is an o- often commenter. What, let's see, he says, I'm, he's always, a he. He's I'm a just going to read this. He says, I'm always excited when I know the answers to some of the questions you've asked each other. My family did not get a TV until the early 80s because we were talking about TVs and entertainment.
1: Yeah, this person lived out of the country. He says,
2: I still remember listening to entertainment programs On the radio only. We're talking late 70s. I'm not that old. I do feel that I was 30 years behind or older from my contemporaries because how I grew up. But I caught up very rapidly. Looking back, I grew up during a military... He says cup, but I'm sure he meant coup. He's just typing fast. coup and and a deposed president. Yet I roam the streets like a free bird. See, when I first read that, I was like, hold on a second. That sounds really interesting. I would like to know more about that.
1: Yeah, elaborate, Pepe. He, Hepe, he's from did... a he's from a country south of us. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Although I guess I don't have to protect his well, identity too much. Well, all of those
2: much. countries south of us had military coups.
1: <laughs> yeah, so you can kind of guess what the situation was. But yeah, he 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 grew up in poor circumstances, so you can imagine a, a kid just yeah. It could have been one of these kids you've seen in the uh, the videos of the our troops running around Iraq.
2: You know who else grew up during a coup? Our kids. Yeah, like, they didn't really see we, we it. We lived did they? through January 6. Yeah. <laughs> Well we uh yeah, so get on there and and give us some of your predictions that you have for twenty twenty two. It could be it doesn't have to be like about politics or coronavirus. Give us anything you want to predict. Yeah. Pop culture,
1: please sports. Please predict uh which stocks will make us billionaires <laughs> or which new there cryptocurrencies a, we can buy.
2: There's a there was a Twitter account called Nancy Pelosi Portfolio Tracker, and all they were doing was talking about her portfolio her, her publicly available yeah. portfolio and they got they got erased Twitter got a new CEO Jack Dorsey stepped down and the new guy's even worse on censorship and he's immediately instigated changes that are making Twitter uh, get off even of Twitter. worse
1: Bobby you have a pass because we need you to like be spying on what's <laughs> going on but get off of Twitter All get off of media. Facebook
2: social media is very harmful to your brain and your soul yeah it really is
1: it's time it's time for people to be done with it tell your friends that it's not cool anymore
2: Reconnect with people you actually know. You want to show some photos?
1: Switch to Telegram.
2: Oh, that's awesome. Email your buddy photos. and let, Just give the FOMO to your one yeah. friend, not Use your, your email. fake email friend <laughs> yeah. or your fake Facebook friends. Yeah. Remember when we used to email stuff around? Or text it. There's a whole episode in the office about Michael Scott forwards all these stupid jokes and stuff with email. <laughs> like no one does that anymore.
1: They just post it to their social media.
2: Yeah. yeah. They just retweet it.
1: <laughs> well, one thing's for sure, we are lazy. Yeah. If you if you have a business idea, make sure that it's convenient for people and then it'll probably do well. Yeah, make sure it doesn't If you're involve making something reading convenient,
2: words, make sure it doesn't involve leaving the house, moving
1: or walking. Make sure it,
2: it all that it involves is touching a button on a smartphone.
1: That's probably a, a successful idea right there. And make sure that that button make sure that button gives them dopamine because We live in in an era where we have a digital liquor cabinet.
2: Yeah. I would say it's even, it's a digital- Pharmacy? Digital pharmacy. If you just poke it all the time and it gives you 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 endorphins. Make a a button that releases dopamine and also gives everybody who pushes that button a sense of moral superiority. You've got something. Oh, we got to end
1: with the Aldous Huxley quote that I sent you. Okay, yeah. Do you have that? Yeah. You should read it. I don't think I have it here.
2: Open up my digital pharmacy here.
1: Yeah. Let's see. Because this is this really encapsulates what's going on.
2: I've been reading a little bit
1: about Aldous Huxley lately. He wrote Brave New World, by the way, for the uninformed.
2: Yeah, and he kind of grew up in a weird uh era in like Southern California with all these secret societies yeah, and, and the progressives and, and stuff. These little clubs, but you want me to read it? This is the 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 quote from. See, Albert this Tuxley. is this is
1: how this is how Jesus was crucified. This this is why people people um. Do you know the context of this quote? No, I don't know the context of this quote, but I'm thinking back to the movie The Life of Brian, <laughs> which we have uh, we've linked to some of the movie clips on our website. Mass mentality, and we talked about the madness of herds and stuff like that it's it's not just mass mentality but mass mentality is required or or other people peer pressure is required for this to 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 really come to fruition because just by yourself you don't necessarily cave to to uh doing stupid things to demonstrate your virtue but when there are people to demonstrate your virtue to then right. virtue signaling becomes thing. And we the, uh, virtue signaling, if we were going to write a book about the last decade, maybe we would title it Virtue Signaling and the Rise of Social Media because people love to signal their virtue and you can get them to do all kinds of evil things when they get to signal their virtue. And so Huxley encapsulated this in this in this little quote I sent over to Bobby and yeah. I'll put he it on says, the website.
2: The surest way to work up a crusade in favor of some good cause is to promise people that The promise people, they will have a chance of maltreating someone. To be able to destroy with good conscience, to be able to behave badly and call your bad behavior righteous indignation, indignation, this is the height of psychological luxury, the most delicious of moral treats. The most
1: delicious of moral treats, righteous indignation. Uh... Think about that. You've heard people talk about right, righteous indignation. That's hard to say that word, righteous indignation. Right. You've heard people talk about that before and use that as an excuse. Anytime that comes up, maybe you ought to think twice. Okay. Maybe you ought to at least stop and think twice. What's it
2: causing you? Is your supposed righteous ig, ig, <laughs> ig, indignation, indignation causing you to hurt somebody and maltreat them? Or is it causing you maybe to? Edify and enlighten and see we we even
1: use this in LDS circles from time to time when we quote Doctor and Covenant section one twenty one. We skip over the, you know, no power or influence can or ought to be maintained by virtue of the priesthood except by persuasion, meekness, gentleness, kindness, love unfeigned, and by pure knowledge which shall greatly enlarge the soul. And we skip over to the but reproving with time betimes with sharpness. Sure. And then coming back with an increase of love. We we think that for some reason this reproving with sharpness is an appropriate First option,
2: right? When it's usually and 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 it should be the last resort. And again, in that, if in even that, a resort, I think in that context, you're talking about like a parent reproving a child, or <clears throat> you know Joseph Smith reproved people at times, well, and yeah, was that, reproved. That was talking at about time.
1: priesthood. I hate how this gets used in LDS circles against sure. the the men, the men in in the family, saying that they have priesthood and the women are sort of beholden to the priesthood ignores a whole host of theological issues. First of all, the fact that the temple specifically mentions them being called up as priestesses right. and we never talk about priestesshood ever. We don't even know what that is. It's like this dark void that shall never be <laughs> talked about. Is he who shall not be named is the women. Baltimore
0: and and, and,
1: and, and our, and our church can never change. We can only narrow, we can only narrow the conversation. That seems to be the only thing we can do. We can't ever have anything new. Otherwise the people quote, fly to pieces like glass end quote, Joseph Smith. Right. Okay. So it's, it's a touchy subject. I get it. But this, uh, this idea is that, you know, you're going to reprove your children.
2: Well, I was just randomly choosing an example when I brought that up. I know. (laughs) But I'm with you. Yeah, well, okay.
1: Obviously, that got touchy.
2: But... (laughs) uh, (laughs)
1: But yeah, people love to punish others, you know, and you see this with your kids, right? They like to be the policeman. Well, they like, they to- like
2: to yeah, but they love to do it and and like Huxley said, they want to do it and have a sense of moral superiority. It's that a has delicious that's been, that has been thing. rampant over the last couple of years. You know, you have snitches calling on neighbors who are having illegal parties. You have people wagging fingers in your face that, cause your mask is either non-existent because you're not wearing one or it's below your nose. How many times on this dang airplane was I told, can you bring it, bring it, bring it, up? up, you cover, you cover your nose, can you bring it, can you bring it up? There? Yeah, just like that, you yeah, know, just bring it, can you just bring it, just remember, you got to well, it. cool. yep, it's got to cover you. yep, there you go. <laughs> A few times. Uh, A few times.
1: Well, yeah, you're not doing it right. That's essentially... You're not doing that right. You're not We're we all get really critical. Look.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping this doesn't have too many swear words. I just going to bring it all back to the beginning. Anyway, before we get DMCA, that's okay. the OG original gangster song by Ice T.
1: That's awesome. That's pretty groovy.
2: But, uh, I think
1: I think we got to end there. Look, virtue signaling—we got to talk about that more. It is something that we we can we could probably <laughs> never talk about it enough.
2: No, because we're all guilty, of it. and we're all guilty. I was going to say person. that
1: right when you when you put on the OG song, I was like, "Yeah, I am the OG of of uh, <laughs> finding fault with people for sure." But you can't condemn them. You can't. You, we've got to be really careful. <laughs> We must be very, very careful about that. It's something to ponder on. I, I, I shouldn't get into it. There's a lot to say right now about condemning each other.
2: Right. Right. Well, that's why I think on an individual level, it's so important to reconnect with your neighbors and your friends and, and understand where people might be coming from at the same time i think you got to call out institutional evil when where it's at
1: what did huxley call it the most delicious
0: of moral treats treats
2: yeah that's a good description
0: yeah it's it, it's a
1: lot to think about and we, you know, we are guilty of it all the time in a lot of ways, just taking things out on each other and, well, think about, and signaling our virtue. virtue think about and, some
2: of these politicians and the way they seem to delight in telling us that we're, we need to be locked down, that we need to wear masks. And some of them have this gleeful, yes, Cindy Ardern's one of them. She has these demented smiles. So this is on why her face. I don't even want to
1: watch, I don't even want to, I don't even want to talk about her. She
2: also, by the way, just the other day said that. In New Zealand now if you're vaccinated you can participate in orgies again. Finally. I don't
1: think that's a, that's exactly what she said it, it, but she she crazy. said it without saying it she she <laughs> talked about being able to have what 20 up to 25 people. But she she's And then mentioned Tinder
2: mentioned sexual activities. So. Up to
1: 25 is what she said. Yeah. Because 26 With would a big cause big smile on her face. Because 26 would cause a COVID outbreak. She
2: has been one of the most <clears throat> demented, just sociopathic people in all of this. One of the, one of the most like cartoon type characters. Yeah,
1: speaking of cartoons, I saw a cartoon of her. There, there was a a guy named ben garrison i think is who did it and he did the four horse women of the apocalypse and she was one of them but she was the only one riding a horse that had her face on it so she was riding herself as a horse oh gosh yeah we got a link to that
2: that's a funny one who are the other three women
1: oh let me see if i can find it
2: that's that sounds good and while he's looking at it up again i want to remind you guys Get your predictions in on our on the comments for this episode fifty three at mindvirus.show. And we will use your predictions. We will talk about them on the on the recorded air.
1: You got Governor Kate Brown.
2: Yeah, she's from Oregon. That's what her horse
1: says, and her horse is wearing a mask. You've got Janet Yellen on a green horse, and she's she's got a Fed chair. Yeah, she's got. uh, She's actually the Treasury Secretary, I think. The Fed chair is. uh, She's been Fed chair, I think. Okay, she's holding a bag of money.
2: I think I think her signature is on the dollar bill right now.
1: (laughs) You've got Lori Lightfoot from Chicago. So he's got he's got Governor Kate Brown ignorance, Yellen inflation, Jacinda. Injections and Lightfoot incompetence, but uh, <laughs> she's got the, the the horses
2: are funny. Four eyes of the apocalypse.
1: Yeah. Did you, do you want to see this? Yeah. Okay. Here it is, right here. Laugh at it for the people on the radio.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Don't you so love that, the New Zealand horse though? That's great. Kate Brown from from Oregon. She she has a famous. I will have to find a photo like a mask with a snow globe on it, like a Christmas mask. Like the like an actual snow globe. Okay. I'll so how me. does she keep that up on her face? I don't. It's got to be kind of heavy. I don't know. Yacind is wielding a big syringe like a sword and The her, horse is locked Lori up. Is not <laughs> yeah. that great? Lori Lightfoot has a handgun because Chicago is famous for killing its everybody. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really good. Yeah. Well done.
1: So, yeah, so I just love the she's got a she's riding a horse with her own face on it very creative uh oh, boy. it is garrison right yeah <laughs> ben garrison at Grrrgraphics.com. i think you say that graph graphics is how that goes uh, graphics so we'll 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 post the image
2: on the mindvirus.show episode 53 i don't know what we will call it yet review of predictions predict r- pr- re re predictions predictions Redactions. <laughs> We're
1: coming up with a. That's one thing we haven't yet figured out is the title for this episode.
2: Well, Jordan's usually the one that comes up with that, and he's usually pretty good about it. Okay. So thanks everybody for listening. This is the mindvirus.show, or this is the mindvirus show. Find us at mindvirus.show. <laughs> Let's be, be semantic here.
1: Yeah. Uh, we do appreciate you listening and uh, do appreciate your comments when you have them. Maybe. We could do a, uh, one of those print-on-demand t-shirt things. I oh, like yeah, pockets. I've got
2: some connections.
1: No, but we, you, we can just sign up. Like they yeah. make a, yeah. do, you, do you have a, f- a friend that does a, a print-on-demand uh, yeah. website type of thing?
2: Well, they, they've got a, a, a t-shirt press. So they can do one-offs and it's not too expensive. I think
1: they might want to print like 10. We could do that. Our numbers are murky. We could email the t-shirts out to our email list.
2: Well, that would require a physical address. You can't email a T-shirt. Oh. You can email a coupon for a T-shirt.
1: Okay. Well, maybe we'll rethink that.
2: Okay. <laughs> hey. Uh, maybe we'll have a contest. <laughs> best prediction gets a T-shirt or a lifetime membership I think to the I could commit to that right
1: to now. If you, make, if you make the best prediction in one year provided the postal system still works. <laughs> I think I could I would be willing to foot at least half of the bill for that t-shirt.
2: That could be fun. Maybe we maybe we need a merch shop to go along with our website. Merch? Yeah, that's what they call it now, merch. 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 Some hot mind virus merch. And dice. Merchandise. And dice? Not just I don't want to sell dice. Merch and dice. I don't. Why would anybody buy dice unless you're a Dungeons and Dragons player? Dungeons and player, Dragons is a big I thing am, lately. But I usually play digitally. Really? With friends scattered about the, this great country of ours, we play on the internet huh. with a software called Roll Twenty, which is sort of a digital version of dice rolling, and it works great.
1: Now, do you have a digital uh, dungeon master?
2: Well, it's a real person, but we're communicating digitally.
1: Yeah, but is he like reading a script, or is he? We've Making done it. it up as he goes. We've
2: done it both ways. Where the, is
1: he a good DM?
2: Yeah, this person is a pretty good DM. That's a girl. so you
1: enjoy. Oh, you have a woman dungeon master. Yeah, is this? She is usually this will, in, she, what she
2: usually. What did does you is, call it?
1: Is this? Is this ERPDND? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> what we usually. I think that's a domain name that's probably available. <laughs> what she,
2: what she usually does. It will be registered by finds, the time you can find. We play we play D&D 5e, f- that's the 5th edition and she usually finds a campaign and then we'll sometimes what she'll do is modify it for us or and there's there's maps this this software Roll20 you have maps that you can and little avatars and your little character and the, the goblins and it's it's fun. It's it's good fun. We don't take it super seriously. We usually bend the rules and we end up being I'm usually the only sober one by the oh, end of the night.
1: Dude, Uh, erpdnd.com is available. (laughs) That will be registered by the time this podcast.
2: You're going to buy that? I'm going to
1: buy that domain. You don't want to buy it?
2: No, I I don't. I have a bunch of domains. You you and your friends
1: will be playing on it within weeks. (laughs) I know I have a bunch of domains I'm not doing anything with, but this is such a good satire website that it will be registered. It would
2: be a really good satire It will be registered immediately. (laughs) Just think of the, think of the possibilities. I, I am, and I don't want it. I feel like I need to end now.
1: Well, just think of all the types of people that play D anD. D.
2: Well, you can play. In it person would be with hilarious. You go to these stores like a uh, Dragon's Lair or something, or a games. There's these game stores, and they usually still have the, stores like that. Yeah, there's a few here in, in our community, and if you go in the back, there's usually a big table set up with a game in in progress. Sometimes.
0: Hmm.
1: Is it a. Regular D and D or ERP. It's, it's
2: like five dudes that look like they need to get out of that shop more often. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's why this but, domain is going to be so. But hilarious. I think we
2: bought. So we're we're having trouble wrapping this up, guys. I we, know. We, a few years ago, I bought. Uh, if you're still listening, we, we bought a game. It was sort of a D and D for kids and families, and we played it in the family. And the, we had some fun with that. But anyway.
1: Who was the DM then?
2: I was for that one.
1: We have some D and Ders in my family, so is that what you call them? What yeah. do you call them, D and Ders? Yeah, sure.
2: It can be really fun. If the the key to having fun playing Dungeons and Dragons is that everybody at the table needs to ha- to participate. Well, these kids have fun
1: just thinking about it and talking about yeah. it they're like oh i'm making a new character what's the name gonna be yeah. well oh, and, and what's the, it gonna, what's the, its race gonna be the
2: irony is a lot of people are like that's so nerdy and then they go and they love lord of the rings which lord of the rings is a movie version of dnd pretty much or some of these video games that we play nowadays they're all it is is a, it's a it's a tabletop version of lord of the rings You know, you're a character. You might be an elf. You might be a dwarf. You might be a cleric. You might be a a fighter. Yeah. See, your
1: personality type totally gets into this stuff.
2: And you and you just have fun, and and you can really have fun with it without being a D and D nerd. If just, but everybody at the table's got to know, like, okay, I'm going to go along with this.
1: It's like the movie Pacific Rim. You just have to listen
2: to the very first part and (laughs) understand it and buy into it. There's a group of voice actors, um, who have a have a show called critical role you can find them on youtube i've heard of this before and i've had to tell
1: people to stop watching that and get their chores done before
2: they they will do these weeks long dungeons and dragons campaigns and their voice actors are very talented you know and and i you know from my voice acting that i understand what a talented voice Oh, so they play the voices they (laughs) yeah so they'll have a character their character maybe is is
1: their name well, is Gamorph. Gamorf. Right, my name
2: is Gamorf. I'm, I'm, I'm in I'm I'm half orc.
1: Okay, you tell me what the scenario is, and, and I'll tell you what Gamorph does. Well, well, okay. You so. see, you see, you see a giant goblin. <laughs> no, that that's not what they have. They have like what happens is the kid will put down a figure on this battle board, yeah. and he'll say, "You see this?" Front, and it's like this big troll. Well, it's
2: like you got to set the stage here, Jordan. Okay, go. Know.
1: Okay, I'm not very good at this. Go ahead.
2: You've been traveling for two days along a lonely forest road when you come across a light in the distant trees, a firelight. It's flickering off of the trees as dusk I unsheath- settles in.
1: Gamorf unsheaths his sword.
2: Are you sure you want to do that? You could put the people at the camp, maybe at a... Gamorff
1: Gorm- a... unshe- puts his hand on his sword.
2: So are you deciding that you're going to approach the camp?
1: Gamorf would like to confer with his friends.
2: Why don't you roll for perception? Okay. So then you do a perception check. It, okay, oh oh you you got a 15. Now you you perceive that the camp is f- surrounded by friendly people. <laughs> Zina <laughs> would like to go
1: dance in front of the camp. Xena. That's not the right name.
2: What's the name? <laughs> anyway, if you want to <laughs> listen to some people who really get into this and are very talented, look up Critical Role on YouTube find you... and, and listen to these guys. It's very funny. They laugh a lot. They don't take themselves too seriously. And, and they tell some fun stories along the way.
1: You can tell that Jordan here would probably get kicked off of the group. <laughs> pretty quickly.
2: The whole point of D&D is to tell a fun story and to participate in it. It's an interactive It's very imaginative. storytelling. And it's a game but no one really wins and and sometimes people have characters that they've carried on for campaigns and games for years and years. And then, uh, how and do then we, the kids we just spent an extra... the kids
1: call that uh Overpowered, right? Do they call that OP?
2: You can become OP, but usually, if you're following the rules strictly, then that prevents that. But and because then that character gets killed at some extra, point. We spent like half hour talking about Dungeons and Dragons. Well, it's
1: intriguing to the listeners.
2: Is it? Let us know. <laughs> okay, here's the real question: If you would like to participate in a Mind dot show listener and host Dungeons and Dragons campaign. <laughs> We might be able to arrange that. Let us know. Jordan, Jordan will be the DM. Okay.
1: That will be the worst D&D you have ever experienced. But I guess I could get prepared.
2: That could be interesting. We you're, would do it live as a show. You're try-
1: <laughs> would we do it live? Should we ever try to do a live podcast? I,
2: I, do we have the technology for that?
1: I think that exists. We would have to like, learn to live
2: stream. I know how to live stream, but not from this equipment. <laughs> We'd have to use like our computers. Um, that sounds like a lot to think about right now. Yeah, you have to think about a whole scenario, a whole. How would we even meet? Would we I'm meet, overwhelmed? Would we meet in a tavern? Would we just be random travelers in a tavern, or would we be friend, lifelong friends that are are hired by a mercenary to go rescue his 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 Money from some goblin thieves? Would we be uh, a disgruntled, would, would, would we be hired by a disgruntled father that needs us to go save his daughter who was kidnapped by a evil prince, but actually she's not kidnapped, but she fell in love with him and is married to him now?
1: I think you would, we would start out as peasants farming pigs. <laughs>
2: I'm not oppressed. <laughs> I never voted for him. Right.
1: <laughs> and one of us would get an idea about trying to change the society that we were in. Yeah. So it was less oppressive.
2: So what would we uh, like march on the, on the castle or something? Be a little ragtag band of peasants throwing peaches at the king?
1: You and your friend Reginald, are farming pig, you are cleaning out the pig pen. And the pig escapes.
2: Reggie, you missed a, You missed a pile over there, Reggie. If we don't do this right, do the you, man in the house is going to cut my arm off.
1: Do you clean the pile up? Do a roll. Do a roll for whether you clean the pile up. What's what's the what's the word for that? Do a roll of decision. Okay. A roll of decision. Okay, I don't know if that's one. That's of not the a real ones, roll. But do a roll of a real okay. roll. I've
2: rolled my dice i don't want to clean the poop up
1: okay so you and reginald leave and walk down the street do you go to the tavern or do you go to the meeting the political rally that's being held
2: what are across those, the street reggie what are all those torches for and pitchforks what are they doing
1: do you go to that meeting of
2: course i go to the meeting i'm curious about Torches and pitchforks, and my life is boring. Okay, you I go pig poop.
1: Okay, you go to the meeting, and you can't see anything. You're in the very back.
2: <laughs> I apologize. Do you, listeners, do we, you
1: push your way through the crowd <laughs> we, to we the front? To,
2: we have to. wrap this up. <laughs> okay, but you can I'm see getting I, calls from my wife. Maybe, I better call her back. Maybe this is so fun, though. Maybe we're going to get feedback and say you guys need to cut, stop. Cut the crap with the politics and just the pop do D&D. culture and just do So it's a good thing D&D. that I'm going to register this domain name. <laughs> I'm not doing that kind of D&D. Well, nobody
1: has to know what it means. It's just <laughs> ERPD. It could be enter- enterprise resource planning <laughs> D&D. It like could be the most Yeah. Yeah, okay. The most sterile version of
2: D&D there is out there for people like me. Well, we want to just thank everybody for listening. <laughs> We are really going to wrap this up. We're bad at wrapping this up, and this is this is this been...
1: is probably our worst wrap up ever. Our we're, worst uh, worst able to wrap we're, up because I thought best, it was a pretty good wrap up
2: on a ha- behalf of.
1: Now I have a question though. I have a legitimate question. When you were a kid, <laughs> I, yeah, you. I know you were trying to finish this. When you were a kid, did your in your neighborhood or in your, in your family was there like a stigma on D and D? Like, hey, yeah, kids it was killed devil, themselves. It was devil is devil worship.
2: worship? Yeah, I didn't ever play. Until How did I was that in flip? Football? I I think honestly, I think Lord of the Rings helped flip that. The mainstream Lord of the Rings went mainstream when the movies came out in 1999.
1: Because mm-hmm. before that, it was taboo to be D and
2: D. D and D was Lord, only, of Rings, only Lord of the Only pedophiles and uh, <laughs> Lord of the Rings was never taboo. Devil worshippers. Lord played of the D&D. Rings is a big fat book, and, <laughs> and you've got a that's a big fat nerdy book to read. Yeah. <coughs> But I don't know, maybe Lord of the Rings, along with the rise of the, online, the massively multiplayer online role-playing game. Right. Which I so, dabbled in that early on. In games like, there's a game called Baldur's Gate, which literally took the D&D rule set. And, and you have this party and you go through dungeons and fight dragons. And mm. there's, a, you know, mm. Baldur's Gate 3 is coming out soon. Those types of video games, those party-based games... I think helped flip the script. And also I think maybe some people read like D rule books and campaigns and said, This is utterly harmless. It's, it's
1: just imagination, yeah, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Unless my mom, it's my mom told me things.
1: that the kids the kids committed suicide because they were so scared, they thought it was real. They were I, so I don't scared think anybody of the, ever did that. the demons. There's a bit. There are a lot of urban urban legends that caused.
2: Remember in the '80s, they had the whole Satanism scare. You know, the Jay's Journal. Yeah. And, and, well, but like just the the trick or treating problems.
1: Like people right. would say, "Oh, you're gonna." My, my parents would religiously check our candy, and I did that for our kids. And I think we those still do. The, but there was one. There was one or two incidences of, and it was the same guy who had poisoned his kids' candy or something like that. Right.
2: Those were the those were the scares of back then when it was maybe harder to scare people or easier. I don't know. But nowadays it's. You still have the same type of things nowadays with like I don't know. COVID. Well, obviously COVID, <laughs> but one that comes to mind is the the drink where people were mixing alcoholic drinks and the energy drinks. And I think there was a brand called Four Loco which marketed that and then it got banned. Hmm. Even though it's the easiest thing in the world to make it on your own if you want. But mm-hmm. there's always huh. some there's always some consumer Reports type. You'll, sh- you'll shoot your eye out. Sure. Yeah.
1: Well. Okay. I'm now going to stop talking because I've been prolonging the well the episode.
2: On behalf of uh, Jordan Bruno, I'm Bobby Flood for Reginald and what was the other guy's name? Gamorf. Gamorf and Zena, the dancer. We are signing off. We are the mindvirus. <laughs> I'm, refra-
1: I'm refraining from saying
2: anything. <laughs> <laughs> thanks everybody. We will talk to you again soon. Leave your predictions in the comments of this episode, episode fifty three.
1: Check out ERP D N D for a picture of Bobby Flood playing
2: <laughs> DND. No. Or not.
1: Or not. Okay,
2: I'm done. All right. Thanks everybody.